This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Ethan. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hey, welcome to the show, man. Thanks. This Thanks is, for having me. It's a rare treat. Yeah. I'm happy to have you, man. I'm sure they are as well. Uh, welcome to the live show. Uh, if you're, Unless you're watching this after the fact, in which case, welcome to the show. Um, by the way, uh, this show has a sponsor, and uh, oh. I bet you didn't know this. It's you out there. The sponsors of the show are actually the oh, viewers of the show. Oh, you're when doing it's live. a thing. Yeah, okay. See, see I was it. like, what? Oh, you didn't tell me there was a sponsor. No, no, no. no. I, but I don't tell any of my co-hosts when there's a sponsor. I'll just ah. bring it on them. Right. That's uh, a great idea. It's very professional. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it's actually you. So if you are watching the show live and you want to contribute to the show in any way with a comment or a question, use the Super Chats and I will read them here on the program and weave them organically into the narrative as we go. Mm, so you'll be part. given our last... Uh... Oh yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> it's like, oh crap, we gotta do oh, some Super Chats. <laughs> yeah, oh crap. Yeah, exactly. But uh, keep it, you know... Yeah. You know, I'll try to give you some openings. That's I yeah. That's a good idea. I mean, the reality is like we're they're here for us. Yeah, and uh, and they're just excited about participating when they inevitably use the super chats. Right, right. Which of course which they're of course not. They, well, they're not yet. No, but they're... <laughs> they are talking about me though, so I like that. That's hey. I like that. They're talking about me. I like that. I'm popular. But yeah, so uh, we're gonna talk about Watchmen a little bit. I, we're going to preface this. This is where everyone who hates us or who hmm. doesn't know who we are is going to go like, okay, get the fuck out of here. Right. I haven't watched Numbers the show. just... Yeah. I haven't watched the show. No, me either. Uh, I've read a little bit about it. Yes. And, and the premise. And I've seen a bunch of the trailers. I've seen a scene or two of the show. Mm -hmm. And I've also read a couple of like articles about how like brilliant it is. Ah. Uh, that being said, I don't watch the show. Part because... Uh, I don't have goddamn time, mm. but the other part is because I don't think we need more Watchmen. Uh huh. And so I wanted to talk about that a little bit because I know that Watchmen's one of the few comics you have read and not only read, <laughs> but also really, really enjoy. <laughs> yeah. That it, that, you, that that it matters. Yeah. And it has some depth. And every time we talked about like a Watchmen spin-off, sequel, prequel, <laughs> you you usually respond with a similar sound effect or disdain. You're just like, oh come on. Yeah. Before Watchmen, it was one of the first yeah. times when DC was in. A, was in trouble, as it often is. Mm -hmm. uh, they were like, "Oh crap! How about we sequelize Watchmen? We won't sequelize it. We're mm. not gonna. We're not gonna mm. totally go full tilt. We'll prequelize Watchmen. Yeah. We do want to make more money on it, though. Yes, for somehow. We look. What's the point of owning this property? Yeah. If we're not going to milk it to death, <laughs> like why wouldn't we just sell it back to more if we're just gonna use it? Just, 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 just to reprint every year, right? And make the residuals off the off the sales of the, of the graphic novel, please. No. New content. That's where it's all about. That's what we were talking about before the show. Yeah. Was that new, we're in the new content era of, mm. of, of, of media. It's all about new content. It's all about, you know, reboots and, I mean, even Kevin Smith's doing it. Yeah, well, it's it's new content and it's safe content. Right. It's, what can I invest in that will get me a guaranteed return? Yes. Uh, or yes. a near guaranteed, as close to a guaranteed return as I could possibly get. Well, and we've talked about this on the show before, the fact that media... Entertainment media as a business is a horrible business. It's like the restaurant industry, <laughs> where it's like, if you have the opportunity, don't invest in it because, like, nine out of ten, they'll fail. Yeah. 
because in the entertainment industry, you know, it's one thing if you're like betting on a stock, right? If you're, if you're, if you're making your stock options and you're like, okay, I've been watching the trajectory of this stock. They're, you know, planning to release some new technology or some new innovation that you can quantify will increase the value of said stock. You can make a prediction, sell at the right time, or at least buy at the right time. With the entertainment industry, it's the exact same thing, only with artists instead of a proven track record. So it's like, well, you made a story that resonated with teens age 18 to 25. Maybe if I give you triple the budget of the last story mm -hmm. you told, yeah. I will be able to make quadruple my amounts. Where are these numbers coming from? Yeah. The ether. <laughs> Literally I mean, just well, I looked at some prior movie where that happened. Right. And I think that like a single data point is like is enough a valid like yeah to invest millions yeah. of dollars into an artistic yeah. vision I, I look at it as like when the entertainment industry when the, the movie industry right. was in its heyday okay we'll say what's the heyday the heyday will say like shortly after they introduced uh, talking into ah, movies so like around the 20s and 30s yeah up through maybe like the 50s okay up, up to through the like a little bit past well cuz the 50s is when they were like when they were just churn out yeah. garbage at yeah. like a, at a, at a like a breakneck speed right. they had and, sets they're building two movies at a time right and and how did they how did studios get people in the seats what right. was their formula for like guaranteed return besides the novelty of going to the film in besides the just place. the fact that like there weren't that many movies once right. there was a lot of movies, well, how did you how did you get keep them? Yeah, I think it was uh, hitting on phenomena. I know that like well, they generated like sometimes because like you know there was the there was the the, the B movie sci fi age, the yeah. westerns, the romances, yeah. so, matching the current trend. Yes. war movies, you know stuff right, like exactly. that. Exactly, but there was another way. Oh, what's the other way? I, I'm, I'm curious. Stars, stars. They were star yes. vehicles. It was like get. Charlton Heston, well, later Charlton Heston, right? Like, get, uh, get, get Audrey uh, Hepburn in your yeah, movie. Get Hepburn. whoever, yeah. you know, the leading man, the leading lady. These were very important things yeah. in the movie, and it did generate money. People would go to a movie to see an actor, right? Yeah, they were going to see the next Cary Grant picture. Yeah, they weren't going because Cary Grant was in a well, and then, well, and of course, really on a on a very smaller scale, you know, like David O. Selznick was a name that was interchangeable with, like, quality. Mm -hmm. So David O. Selznick was producing... By the way, they celebrated producers back in the day. Yeah. Uh, was producing a picture. You knew you were seeing something of quality or gravitas. Yeah. Uh, Hitchcock making pictures like that. Yep. So name, Spielberg eventually. So basically what you're saying is brand recognition was important for the sustainability of the entertainment industry. Yes. And I think what happened is once the industry started to suffer... Yeah. Uh, ...from television... Right. Television, ...the home media well, market... Competition. Competition... Uh, they, they, they saw it, they, they saw the guaranteedness eroding. Yes. It was harder and harder to get people in seats. They needed something more because right. it wasn't just enough to, to cast Tom Hanks or, to, or there weren't enough people like that either. Exactly. Uh, so what can you do? Well, you turn to something derivative that yeah. you know people already want. Right. Because or that you've it's just seen a, them succeed with. Yes, like, it's because it's just harder to make money in movies. Yeah, because people have so many more entertainment options. Right. So and I think it's like a, just an inevitable sort of evolution. Right. Well, and we've seen how uh, how media has evolved to today in response to that. Where you know it used to be the home theater experience was the big deal, right? Mm -hmm. Like bigger TVs, yeah. uh, better sound systems. Yep. You know, the, and then of course like decreasing prices for technology and making it like more easy than ever until it got to the point where eh, actually I'm going to sacrifice that because I just want to watch it on my phone yeah. in bed. Now it's convenience. Convenience is key. Yeah. And so how am I going to convince somebody to go to the movie theater? Yeah. Go out. Yeah. 
and then go into a With, place, spend double the money, mm-hmm. sit around strangers, and endure that nonsense. Yeah. And when people don't even care to go into their living room and turn on their giant TV. And right. we all have big TVs we have, now. Uh, look at disposable media, or at the very least, like, collective, like, home media. Like, we have these, like, great discs that have, uh, like, all this, like, jam-packed content on them. And I'll just watch the same movie I own, but on TV, because I'm lying on the couch right now. Yeah. Like, how many times has that happened? Where you're watching uh-huh. TV, you're like, oh, my favorite movie's on, and it's cut to shit, and it's got commercials, and yep. I literally have it sitting in a box over there. Yeah, but, like, it's over there. But it's all over there. get up and yeah. put it in. And then the irony, of course, is during the commercial, they show a trailer for a movie that you have to go see in the theater. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. I'm not even getting up, much less leaving the house. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, well, and and of course that's as translatable as a comic book podcast to comic books. Yes. I got to go to a specialty shop to yeah. purchase this particular disposable media, mm-hmm. bring it home, read. <laughs> Ugh. You know, it's, yeah. it's 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 just well until the point where it's like okay, co- comics on your phone. Unfortunately, it's like a monopoly, and it's run by a faceless corporation called Amazon. Yeah. Like, it's already well, you a disaster. You still gotta read still it. Still gotta read it. Can gotta... it? Can they read it to me? Some of them do. Turns out they can. <laughs> yeah, but not the big two. But uh, yeah, like it's. But so the 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 the, the brandization of movies was a way to combat like the the, the growing alternate interests in yeah. your attention. Yeah, it's a way to, to try to lock in or or guarantee as much as possible a return on your investment because it is a business. It's all a business. Exactly. You're, you're trying to generate uh, reliable. Return, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's great to have, like, a, a, a one-off, like, Avatar that makes a whole bunch of money. Sure. But the real thing is, like, yeah, but how do I make sure that I make that money? Yeah. You know, I'd rather guaranteed make half as much per movie as Avatar made on, like, a bunch of movies a year yeah. than have, like, one random hit that I couldn't predict was exactly. going to be a hit. yeah. Although I would argue that Avatar is a great example, but also was, like, it, it, like a perfect genetic experiment. Yeah. Like, well, it's that, James yeah. Cameron... <laughs> And James Cameron, like, made Avatar in a lab. Like, yeah. he's like, okay, I'm going to use this percentage of Last of the Mohicans and this percentage of Pocahontas and this right. percentage of science fiction <laughs> and this percentage of bullshit new technology mm-hmm. that is enough of the gimmick. Yep. And I'll put it out during a period when it's, like, a bad season for movies because there'll be no competition. Yeah. Like, it was a, it was a perfectly yeah, engineered the, baby. You hit all the, the points. That's the other way to get, because he spent a lot of money, but he... But he also knew... Was able to justify it. Yeah, and he's not a first-time filmmaker. Like, he yeah. knows how to make the Benjamins or at the very least he knows how to tell a story that will deliberately manipulate the audience into not only being tricked into going to it but then being tricked into saying that they liked it when they left it. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. uh, But but the movie industry itself is a, like, quagmire of business where it's like I'm betting the farm on an uncertain thing. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to Watchmen, yeah, I'm going to make a prequel to Watchmen because uh, you know what Watchmen is. People who don't read comics know what Watchmen is. People who yeah, it's read one of the, the wa- few brands that has prestige outside of comics, other than Marvel movies, right? And that's like, the thing. What else can we? And HBO is a prestige network. Network. Yeah, they so... produce quality content right. that also has breasts in them, <laughs> like which Watchmen also has. See, of course, so... yeah. Hey, why not? Right. Yeah, it's I mean, a perfect fit. It's a, it's a match made in heaven to make yeah. a Watchmen adapt- adaptation through HBO. Which, of course, HBO has been the place. It, that's more of an accident than it is a function because HBO has been like the place to go for adult oriented entertainment mm. forever until HBO had, I don't know, what is it? 11 different streaming services that can <laughs> compete with it now yeah. that can make whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, but with Watchmen, 
Uh, Watchmen is a proven brand that has gravitas, and so as such, you know, I'll make a sequel or a prequel to it, and that'll make us at least this much. We know, I mean, we publish Watchmen. We know this is DC Call King, of course. Yeah. We know how much Watchmen, the thing that we made 35 years ago, can bring in. Mm -hmm. So we know we'll at least get that much. Yeah. At least in the first well, shot. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so, and if we can quantify that, then boom, we're, then it's a totally worthwhile investment. Yeah. Uh, you're guaranteed buzz. You're guaranteed free advertising. Yep. All the think pieces about... Whether you should do it or not. Yeah. yeah. And we'll get a boost to sales of old copies, uh, you know, reprints of, Big of time. Watchmen as well. Well, at least that's the hope. Uh, I've noticed the DC doesn't really think like that. Like, they think <laughs> as far as that, but then they go, don't go, make sure to put out, like, an absolute edition of Watchmen at the same time, and make sure to put out, like, 16 different trade paperbacks and, like, uh, reprint. Hey, how about we do flashback reprint editions of the original series of Watchmen? You know, it's 12 issues. Yeah. We'll print them all out, and we'll get our top artists to do variant covers on all of them. Like, just just throw the freaking barn at it. You know what I mean? But, like, they didn't do that. Yeah, it seems it like... It's odd, because it's such they a greedy move. They didn't do that for the movie, either. They did produce... Like an absolute edition, I want to say around that time. There was yeah. some edition that was produced around then, but they didn't do like the variant covers and all that stuff. And it could be because they, like, someone in DC is like, no, don't. Right, found it that don't repugnant. Do that to you could make your before Watchmen and you can make your movie but and you not can hurt. But let's leave the original. You could make it Where bigger. It <laughs> right, yeah, you can and make you it can bigger. Add, like art and stuff in the back and but margins. Let's, but let's yeah. not add a bunch of crap to it, yeah. please. This one thing, maybe I like to think that. I, I would, lo I would love to believe that's true. <laughs> I'm, I just think they didn't that they did, it didn't occur to them. Well, that would to be, be that, that would be damning because I mean, the fact that means is, they're a shitty company. Oh, I mean, look at look at no, look at before Watchmen. Uh -huh. Before Watchmen is not very good. Mm. Just all of them. They got the top echelon of creators to work on it and it's still at best forgettable mm -hmm. much less good. Yeah, nobody talks about it now N no but it's in the nickel bins and they don't even make nickel bins <laughs> like literally <laughs> that means it's in no bin that's in no bin well it's in every bin but like hey if you buy 10 comics in the quarter bin we'll throw in the entire suite of before watchmen like literally i was at a thrift store i think a, a couple months ago Mm -hmm. They had all of Before Watchmen in floppies. Packaging taped together. Like, tape on cover. <laughs> you just gotta, you gotta destroy the copies to read them. Uh -huh. like, and, and, and they were a dollar for the whole run that they ruined. Yeah. And they did that after they put it on sale because they were just like, oh, we gotta put them together. Well, yeah. I'm 80 years old and run a thrift store. I'll yeah. just put tape all over it. I'm like, you ruined it! Uh, at least it was before Watchmen. Yeah, at like, least it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, and, and arguably, like, uh, and, it, and it kills me, where I'm like, why did you waste it on that? Like, the Cuberts, the, the, the sons and the father, back when Joe was around, worked on the Night Owl series. Like, together! Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, how about you just put them on a Batman book? You're not shy waiting for, for making Batman books. Yeah. Why did you waste it on Night Owl? I have, I was, I was at the Kubert school the other day and they gave me a poster of it. Oh, of the Night Owl oh, book. Oh, sweet. I'm like, thanks. This will never go up. But anyway, so uh, we're talking about Watchmen and whether they should sequelize it. Uh, we're going to get into it more deeply. But first, there's some super chats we're going to get to. All right, let's do super chats. Yeah. Rusky number one says, yay, Ethan. <laughs> yay, me. <laughs> I agree. Yay me. Yeah, good good contribution. Uh, so in the age of universes and sequels, is it even worth trying to make movies of con or content that I that is a one-shot? Like, is it... Is it? I guess what you're is saying... It, yeah, well, that's the question. I mean, that's why... 
no one I, makes one shots anymore. Like, right. Yeah. No. Even it's if they not, do, in their, in their one shot, they're like, but how can we? Can you put in a backdoor sequel somewhere in there? I mean, they. Wrath of Khan. How long did that come out? How long ago? Yeah. 80, uh, it was in 84, something like that. Yeah. So it's like over 35 years old. Yeah. Remember. <laughs> like, even then, like, we're killing Spock. We're yeah. just doing all. Or are we? Or maybe not. Yeah. Depending on if you let me more direct the third one. Like, damn you. You can't. So no, there are no one shots. Uh, but uh, some altruistic creature so who well, wants to make a good story is like, I got this one right, idea. Right, So here's the thing. You say, is it even worth trying to make? Well, yeah. Worth from what perspective? From a financial perspective? No. It might be, but it's a big risk. It's right. a big risk. And you got to find someone who's willing to take that risk or you've got to take on a lot of personal risk exactly. to to make it. But yeah. from an artistic standpoint, is it worth it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Of course it is. Like, well, if, if it's a, if a story you believe is worth telling, then it's always worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Redhead Media says, I think the better question is, should Watchmen be a part of the DC Universe or should it just stand on its own? Huh. Uh, well, well it, it, until recently, until it, recently did. it did for for longer than it's for longer. It's it's been it's been that way longer than not. Yeah, uh, and I think based on the current regime at DC, it will continue to be that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we've got to talk about Doomsday Clock. No, I, I know very little about Doomsday yeah, Clock. We'll talk about that a little bit because we're going to do that show on back issues in the future, yeah. and I want Ethan's responses to be genuine and, and earnest, yeah. as they will be, and he'll be horrified but oh, uh but no. we'll get into it no i mean we'll just horrified by how how far yeah. you know like uh, when when we read the button yeah uh you know yeah, I the, buttons the buttons in now. it that's all there was right you're like, like what yeah and you were like eh. <laughs> like you're just a little eh, but the buttons in it eh. yeah. i don't know if i like that yeah. but like this is like literally like comedian is shooting at dc villains and stuff like that's that level of interactivity. Uh, yeah. Joshua Wright says, consider this a grant for science, a.k.a. Ethan. Oh, thank you, Josh. <laughs> Andres Black says, hey, Comic Pop, don't uh, often get to see you guys live due to time zones. Just wanted to say thank you for your content, getting me back into reading comics. I'm glad awesome. to hear that, man. Thank you so much. And thank you for your contribution. Mr. Roboto says, uh, does Doomsday Clock count as a Watchmen sequel? Yes. Yeah, well, because in Does, the Watchmen universe, it takes place after the events of Watchmen, right? right. If you so yeah, with be for Watchmen, do you know what happens after Watchmen? No. In Doomsday Clock, do you know what happens after Watchmen? Yeah. Yeah. Sequel. So yes, sequel. Unless it's another Watchmen universe, an alternate to Watchmen universe. It, which it could be. I guess. Like, if you're going to say Watchmen is in the DC multiverse, then sure. Yeah. But I would call them like the timely characters that they were based on in the first place. Cansav mm. uh, says, uh, Ethan, favorite Spider-Man movie? Love you guys. Uh, you know what? That's your question. Yeah, yeah. Favorite Spider-Man movie? Uh, I would say Homecoming. Fair enough. Yeah. Did you see Far From Home? I did see Far From Home, and I really liked Far From Home. But you still like Homecoming more. I've only seen Far From Home once. I would have to see it a couple more times mm. to, like, cement my views of it versus Homecoming. Right now, right. it's still Homecoming. That might be an emotional thing where it was the first one. Yeah. With the new... In that universe. Uh, in the new, like, part of the Marvel Universe thing. So it, yeah. it could just be that there's nostalgia for that. But... I really love the Vulture. He's I, so Mike great! Mike Vulture is so amazing that it's just... It's just, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, like, knocks it out of the park. No, no, no. Uh, with, a, he's Mysterio. Yeah, oh, with oh, Mysterio. I'm yeah. saying he yeah, does he's a great, great job. To me, Michael Keaton. Keaton is better. So, like, just on those, on, on that aspect, I got to give it to, to Homecoming. Yeah. But, like I said, I got to see Far From Home one or two more times because there could be other cool stuff in there. There that is, I yeah. I would appreciate more on a second view. Sure, definitely. Yeah. I've seen both of them on repeat viewings now. Mm-hmm. and it's, it's hard. Yeah. The easier public answer is just Into the Spider-Verse. 
See, I saw Into the Spider Verse. I really liked it. Yeah. I still like Homecoming better. Yeah. Um, there, for if me, I was more of a, if I was a comic book fan, maybe I'd like Into the Spider Verse more. I'm not I, sure. I don't know. I mean, like, I think if you're a pure Die in the Little Spider Man fan, then you might like Into the Spider Verse more, just because yeah. it's all Spider Man, no yeah. references to anything right. else. Uh, for me, I believe Spider Man is intrinsically Marvel. So it's like mm. there is no Spider Man without the other Marvel universe hmm. he said against it like the whole point is he he can't be an outsider he can't be a loner in mm -hmm. the marvel universe if there is no marvel universe otherwise it's just he's superman then he's right. the super he's the only superhero it's my only real gripe with the raimi movies besides all the raimiisms but uh <laughs> you know it, which is just literally he's superman then yeah. Like, they're just like, oh, thank Christ, Spider-Man's here! Because there's literally no one else in the universe with powers. Right. And we have this one guy who has the most mundane, comparatively, to, like, what we know about his powers, which is Superman. Damn it. So, uh, I guess we're screwed. I guess we're screwed. <laughs> unless I happen to be falling while he's coming by. Uh, and Andy Colliver says, hope this hasn't been asked, but did DC get their act together on, with the TV on HBO, HBO Max? Green Lantern could work as a serialized show. Thanks for your great shows. Thank you very much, Andy. Uh, if you're not familiar, HBO has basically said that uh, DC's got to make, like, five shows or something. What? Like, for, for HBO's new streaming service. And they're, they're given movie budgets. DC said that? HBO made the announcement. Oh, that they're going to do yeah. multiple DC, DC shows? shows that are not in the same wheelhouse as like the DC Universe shows or the CW shows. These are like movie shows or, mo or HBO level quality like shows. Like prestige shows. Like the one that they announced which was Green Lantern. Yeah. And I think Adam Strange which is... Uh, okay. So they get, they're doing like the Netflix Marvel shows equivalent for the DC Universe. Yes. Because, I'm sorry, Arrow and Flash are, are not, not Netflix bad. level quality. No. They straight up aren't. Yeah. Especially if you've seen... The promo CW released for the Supergirl show. Where they were like, yes, you're welcome. Here is Supergirl. It's coming out and it looks like a PlayStation 2 video game. <laughs> and it's like, it, it's it's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. And I feel bad because I, I actually, I read a thread about that and they were talking about like, hi, I work in VFX. I do work, I do TV shows. Um, these guys had no money and no time and this is the best they could do. That's all I can say. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I hear you, man. Yeah. But I mean, uh, it's out, though, and we can make fun of it because that, it looks so embarrassing. That's old school TV. I mean, that's what TV always was until Breaking Bad. Very like, recent. <laughs> yeah, until Breaking yeah, really. Until, like, Sopranos, I think. Yeah, but, like, Sopranos was one of the first to kind of break that dam and, like, give TV legitimacy. But for years, like, TV was, like, a joke. Right. For most of its history compared with movies. Yeah. And nobody oh. cared if it was, like, super high quality. Right. Or if the writing was, like, really that good. Well, the I mean, look at, the, good. look at the differentiation between, like, TV actors and movie actors yeah. and then like oh it turns out like being in movies doesn't pay as well as being in TV shows <laughs> so like suddenly True Detective has like everyone in it yeah. you're like oh well it turns out like paying someone to produce 10 hours of <laughs> pays content better, yeah. pays more than someone who's only being paid for 2 hours worth of final content yeah and the and the promise of like maybe additional groups of 10 hours of content yeah. plus as an actor it's attractive because like i get to work with the character more mm -hmm. unless i'm on like an abc show in which case i'm doing the same character in every episode for 17 seasons so you know <laughs> you got that yeah. going for you i mean yeah. like you know it's, it's, it's it depends on what network you're on yeah yeah my mom was complaining about this literally the other day she was like i was watching nbc the other day i'm like well there's your problem <laughs> yeah i'm like well why weren't you watching netflix right if you have the choice or hulu or FX, or AMC, yeah. or HBO. What are you there, doing? There is a, uh, I think there's a role for 
the more traditional filled with commercials yeah. style of TV. It's a little more like turn off your brain. Oh, definitely. And just like enjoy. Yeah, the, I think it's called Big Bang Theory. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, the perfect example. Like, I hate the Big Bang Theory. However, Guilty. I've watched many episodes. And laugh. And I laugh. And I'm like, this was, this was fine. You know. Right. There are some days I come home from work and I just want that. I've never done that, like turned on Big Bang Theory. But if someone else puts it on, I'm like, all right, whatever. You're not going to be like, no! Yeah. I, I think pitch it's... Pitch a fit! From like a perspective of like respect. I think that's really I, I have a real problem with it, but yeah. like I can't fault like what it is. It's as good as it's most It's a Chuck Lorre of... show. Yeah, exactly. It's literally, it's the same show. He's just like, well, but this time it's nerds. Yeah. Like, okay. And it's a Warner Brothers production, so like there's going to be no Marvel in it. Right. They're they're uh, they're DC nerds exclusively. Yeah. I think they're all I think they're all nerds, but like, what was it? One of them dressed like like Thor, and it was like Thor the the god, mm-hmm. like not the but the, but he pretended like it was Thor. Yeah. Like, but that's the kind of thing. That's the, those are details, not like why the show sucks. Like the show sucks. <laughs> like Sports Night. This is a this is dating me, but Sports Night was a show mm-hmm. that uh, I think Aaron Sorkin produced it, and it was like I yes. I found it so offensive because it was a show that was. Not a comedy, but it was billed as one. Yeah, it was actually kind of bold, where they were like, "We're going to release a comedy that has no jokes in it, and it, <laughs> it and will just not tell see, a single joke." And we're going to just see if anyone responds to it. And yeah. like, thankfully, America said no. But like, yeah, but a few people were like, "Yeah, this is like news radio," and I'm like, "Oh no, another news radio fan." <laughs> I love news radio. It is nothing like news radio. It's, news radio had jokes, many jokes. I know, but news radio <laughs> and actual see, comedians. I, I compare news radio to sports night because. Uh, the same level of fanaticism comes out <laughs> when you invoke news radio <laughs> as you would do with sports mm-hmm. night. Because I guarantee you... Well, it's so weird. Like, news radio? Yeah. That's where you're drawing the line in the yeah. sand? Sports night? Yeah. I don't remember those things hardly. <laughs> I watched like three episodes of sports night, maybe. I've yeah. seen certainly more episodes of news radio. I want to say I watched one episode of sports it's night. It's the worst I thing. It's the wor- I-, I couldn't believe my eyes. Yeah. And so I had to watch... I'm like, oh, right. it was. I think it was on Comedy Central and I was like... I got nothing to do. Yep. Just watch another one. And I'm like, I hate everyone on the screen. Yeah. So, Watchmen. Um, <laughs> Getting so, back to... So they made... So, like, when it came to Watchmen, you know, they put out the book and yeah. then nothing for a while. Yeah. And then they did... Before Watchmen, we just talked about that. Uh, then they did the movie. Which, yes. In an, which, was it, was it the mo- I thought the movie was before, before Watchmen. Maybe it was. No, it was around the same time, I think. Yeah. Maybe they were trying to capitalize on it because it was, of course, Warner Brothers production. Right. But, uh... In, in any respect, I think they're around the same time, yeah. but you got the movie, which in and of itself is like, not so much a sequel, but a reimagining, but yes. still the first time you're seeing, it's the first time since, I guess, before Watchmen that Alan Moore got really, really upset about Watchmen since he remembered that he was a work-for-hire artist who was just doing a job for a company, right. and then suddenly realized that like he wasn't actually going to get to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, I don't know how mad he is. I think he's professionally There's angry. Hardly any comments from him at all regarding it because he doesn't really talk about it. Well, and he's he's claimed he's never seen the movie, yes. and it's because I think it was, and that's funny because I would assume that he's just he's like oh, it's all horrible, but right. it all came from what's it called? LXG. LXG. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, yeah. because his name is on that. <laughs> yes, and it is. It was the worst. Right. And he was like, and after that, he proclaimed no. Like, my name won't be on any more adaptations. And that right. was the case with V for Vendetta. 
And that was the case for for, for Watchmen. What about From Hell? Right? I think before I think hell, From Hell was before, before League of Extraordinary, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Probably. So I'll bet his name is on that. Yeah. Also, equally unappreciated. I didn't really see From Hell. but uh, I didn't either. The trailer didn't appeal to me, and then I was like, oh, it's an Alan Moore comic? Mm, which year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when did he write it, yeah. though? Mm. But, uh, yeah. I'm looking up now which one was first, because now I'm... Yeah, oh. Watchmen movie was 2009 before Watchmen was 2012. Oh, yeah. So there you yeah. go. So the movie came out first. So yeah. that was the first time that Alan Moore could get outraged. Yeah. And, and, uh, and be mad at somebody taking his, his, work, his and, work and, and doing, profiting from it. Yeah. Uh, arguably one of Zack Snyder's best movies because he didn't actually get to be creative with it. <laughs> like, he's I mean, just he, like, I'll just do the book. Yeah. Which, thank God. Oh, I know. That's why that movie was, like, at all good. Well, I mean, if like... you, if you, have you ever heard the storied history? Have you ever heard the tragedy <laughs> Watchmen? Uh, have you ever heard the, the tragic history of the Watchmen movie attempts where like no. Terry Gilliam was attached to make the Watchmen movie back in like 87 or okay. whatever, 88 or whatever. I guess that, yeah. And he, and he was like, oh, we're just going to start from scratch. Like we're going to rewrite the whole goddamn thing. And like, it was going to end with like Dan and Laurie, like getting sucked through a wormhole and ending up in the real world where the Watchmen is a comic book that they're reading. <laughs> and it like... God, you're not going to Brazil up Watchmen, please. Jesus. Well, that was in the 80s, I guess, where it was like, yeah, well, the movie is a totally not gonna, We're not going to do the comic book, yeah, obviously. What are you talking about? Yeah, uh, we want to make money. <laughs> so it's not going to be the comic book. Yeah, we've got to cut it up into pieces and just, we'll just take what's good. Yeah. And then we'll and put, and put what we and know. And then put garbage around. Uh, well, I would say that whatever we come up with is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, the same thing as we said with Batman 89, you know? Tim Burton has said on record, like, Anyone who's ever, the quote is, I, anyone who's ever known my work would know I would never read a comic book. <laughs> so it's like, uh, and then of course, he's got a, he's a quote on the dust jacket for Killing Joke saying like, this is one of my favorite comic books. And I'm like, well, sure. Because you don't read them. Because you've read like, any of them. Two of them, you, well, maybe. You, this is the only one I've read. Yeah. And I like it's it. It's also one of my favorites. Maybe and, even my favorite. And, and it's also my least favorite. <laughs> because it's, because it's the one thing I've ever read that's a comic book. Anyway, but Watchmen has had a storied history when it came to movie adaptations. Ultimately, when Terry Gilliam was like, you can't film it. It's, in, it's unfilmable. Mm -hmm. Everyone was like, fair enough. And the yeah. Warner Brothers was like, okay, yeah, that's true, but... Yeah, it is un unfilmable. I agree with we that agree. assessment. Now, that being said, let's give it to the guy who made Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> well, I think it's... Let's give it to the guy who made 300. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, and in fact, 300... Which likes, so... I like 300. Yeah. And, it's ver and if you've ever read the comic, you've I seen 300? Not. If you've ever seen the movie, you've read the comic. Right. There's a couple of things in there. I mean, the Goat Man is in the movie, uh, as in, and is in the comic. Sword Arms is in the comic. Yeah, he's only in it for like a panel. Right. He's not. In <laughs> Sword Arms gets more screen time than he gets panel yeah, space. Yeah, yeah, it's disproportionate amount of screen time. Yeah, it's weird. To... You think like, wait, what? Why are there Sword Arm people? Doesn't. Yeah, Miller only that's wanted. That's awesome. To... Yeah, Miller just wanted to draw that yeah. for a second. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, then they made Watchmen, which was the first kind of like big change i think for Watchmen because it was like let's change the ending yeah which like yeah of course you were gonna change that ending yeah like <laughs> but was that the was that the 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 like well all bets are off it's all over for you or for anyone oh like when when they made the movie when they made the first adaptation of Watchmen. you know would i have predicted at that moment that they were gonna do like the prequels oh, and no, then a no. show no just like no i was thought that it was over front? was that was that like was that terrible no. Does that hurt the comic? Uh, does it hurt the comic? In the sense that, like, there are now people who probably that is the only version of Watchmen they've ever seen. 
and they have an opinion of Watchmen based on that movie, having no idea what the comic is. True. Like that is sad. Yeah. To me, that thought is sad. Right. Uh, if, if I had in a perfect universe, nobody could watch the movie without also reading the comic. Yes. Uh, well, and the fact is, like the people who watch the movie who don't read the comic, we're never going to read the comic in the first place. True. So absolutely true. So, like as, as such, maybe that means that like that's nice because at least they got some Watchmen. Uh, I guess. <laughs> Although, you know, you know, they got I, Zack Snyder's interpretation of Watchmen. Yes. I mean, having seen that movie, I like that movie. I like it, too. I dug uh, the movie. I, I think was it's like, very oh. different yeah. than the comic, even though it covers it, like, beat for beat. Like, the tone is very different. Yeah. Uh, I, th- couple of I things, think it's interesting. Yeah. There were a couple of things in there where I'm like, you know, you clearly wanted to do something that, like, you took the material seriously, mm-hmm. but then also wanted to do, like, something else. Like, yeah. why is Nixon such a clown? <laughs> Like, he might as well go, in that movie. Like, and that's just one nitpick. The slow motion fight scenes, the fact that, like, I think that Zack Snyder thinks that Dan is a superhero. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they they definitely upped the uh, kinetic actioniness of... Yes. Of the, this sleepy deconstruction of superhero of genre. Where, well, particularly Night Owl to rescuing the people from the fire like mm-hmm. that is kicked up to 100. The rescue of Rorschach, it's, it's kicked up to 1,000. Yes. I'm like, that's... It's a movie. Like, it has to be, I guess. Uh, yeah. Also, it, with, with Watchmen, it was like, editors, more Gibbons. These are the people involved in making that book, yeah. right? Yeah. With the movie, it's Snyder, the like script adap- uh, uh, like adaption, the the producers of which there are like five. You know, like there's a gazillion opinions that are. They're lucky you got what you got. Yeah. Based on so many opinions, all of whom think they're the most creative people in the room. Right. So, right. I, I think that probably. They're like, you gotta get some cool action in there. Totally. And I, so, given that constraint, they did something interesting with it, sure. I think. And for me, the, the clue was the costume for... Uh, Ozymandias. And for Night Owl as well. All of them look like it's, Batman it's movie It's just costume. the Schumacher yes. Batman. I'm like, oh, the fact that Ozymandias has nipples. Yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, it's like a joke. Right. At least it's a joke. Yes. You know, at least you're doing like a little parody kind of thing right. with it. You're 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 shining the light on yourself as yes. well as this. So this if you gotta get this like ultra violent action stuff in there, like, okay, at least you're doing at least you're saying something about it. Yeah. It's not just it's not just straightforward. Right, agreed. So I appreciate that aspect of it. True, true. Uh so okay, then we cut to before Watchmen. Now there's a prequel. Now I think that is the biggest affront to Watchmen <laughs> because it informs the material. This is the movie right. was an adaptation. You could literally go mm-hmm. like, that's, "Well, it's a whole separate thing." So that's the movie. It looks like the comic, right. but it's not the comic. It doesn't. It doesn't try to say. It doesn't affect the comic. You know, it's funny. The Gilliam version actually would have messed it up a little more because, like, <laughs> if 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 the movie had ended where like the, and then they become the comic book, that's like saying that that's the real life. Uh, yeah. What you're reading is the end of the Watchmen movie. Yeah. Like. Fuck you! Yeah, no. no, that would be that would be a terrible and, idea. I agree, uh, but they uh, didn't do that. But yeah. before Watchmen is it's actually way... part of the history now exactly. of that book. Like the the reason why there are like letters and articles and other snippets of information that mm-hmm. are in the book, the original Watchmen tome, I think, and you know, yeah. is because that's the maximum amount of information <laughs> that the creators want you to have about those characters. No more, no less. And to allow you to interpret as such based on the available information. Right. To then give you like a backstory on Lori 
or like give you a story about like what was it like to watch Rorschach and Night Owl kick ha- kick ass and take names like no yeah uh, to me that ruins one of the best parts of Watchmen which what is, that? is the the world building in Watchmen right. it's like you said it's like it's just the right amount that's right you know and and I don't necessarily think that when they were creating those elements that it was part of like a great plan where it's like we're gonna put the, just enough information i think it was just like let's put some stuff in sure yeah but like but, but only the stuff they felt was a, ne- a necessary p- component to right the they didn't think it was necessary to have a lot more i don't know that necessarily a whole lot of thought went into it other than the the outlines of what the history would have been sure but that's like perfect because it allows the reader to build in their imagination the rest of the gap fill in the rest of the gaps yeah, yeah i have an impression of how we got from the original set of heroes yeah. in the watchman universe to the the present day status quo in as told in watchman right. i don't have it all mapped out in my head and i don't want it to be no. i have a i have a feeling about it and and some rough thoughts about it and to me it's really cool right and interesting and if you if you start saying well this is what actually happened <laughs> it can only detract exactly well, because it, 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 well, it robs you of your authenticity, your, your authority over yeah. the work. Yes, you, you're exactly. no longer the author yeah. or of your own interpretation. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I agree. Before Watchmen damages Watchmen. Yeah. Um, regardless of how good it is. Yeah. You know, like Darwin, right, right. Darwin Cook wrote the, 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 I think the least damaging one is Darwin Cook did the Minutemen book mm-hmm. where he's like, this is what, these are the adventures of the Minutemen. Yeah. And people say that's like. The good one. The good one, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, but even then, it's still, like, you know, what's in there is, like, the comedian and his relationship with, like, with Silk Spectre, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, no, yeah. I don't, I only need to know this much, and then be able to interpret it, but, like, because of that, it gives you that, but, you know, at least they picked the best people for the job, but it was a job to still shovel shit. Right. So it's like, how <laughs> glamorous could it possibly be? And and, and that sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's still someone else's vision of... Of what you were left to interpret. Yeah, and of what the original creator, you what know, if I was gonna, if I was gonna consent to any prequel it would be written by alan moore right right that's the only one that i could although, possibly accept although, and i might even say then devil's advocate, still don't do it well i would say dev- never do it <laughs> because devil's advocate uh dark knight returns is one of my favorite comic books of all yeah. time yeah well, let's get the original creator to come back 20 years later and do a sequel oh no <laughs> he doesn't even yeah. he's not even ruining it he's also misinterpreting the message he left in yeah. the last book mm-hmm. ah but Devil's Advocate to that, uh, he did year one, which, but is, that, which is good. Right, but he did that around the same exact time. Yeah. Well, well both, that's the thing. Like, Alan Moore writing a prequel to Watchmen, like, today? No, that's I think, stupid. I, I would love to read it. But I also think it would hurt. <laughs> but in the, the 80s? Yeah. In the late 80s, early 90s? I could have accepted Although, it. Although, but then, you know, it's I funny because... I didn't know what Watchmen was then, but... Well, in the late 80s, early 90s, if they were like, if they begged him, come back, mm-hmm. he would have done it as a spite writing. And, you know, he was right. He was he was helping to write, yes, like... given the way history unfolded. Yeah, yeah like, he would have been like, oh, yeah, I could do that. No problem. Right after I finish the next issue of Youngblood for the for the <laughs> competition, I'll be happy to fucking write your sequel yeah. to Watchmen. Like, yeah, it would be like hate... He would be like hate fucking. Like, yeah. The, yeah, yeah no. reading this book, like, the oh only, no! The only way to get a prequel I would have actually liked would have been for history to have been entirely different. And he wrote for the it. Falling out to not occur. Right. Or if Alan Moore had written like, you know, like Tolkien, he had all these things, <laughs> and then he died, and yeah. DC like, you know, like found the papers, found the pages, yeah. and then published them. 
And even then, like, no. Yeah. You I know. still would be like, I don't know if I want that. Right. Well, and what if it sucks? Yeah, well, I hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> you know, like, any of the works after Tolkien. <laughs> I like the Silmarillion. The Silmarillion is... I think is, he wrote that. I can't he, remember I think which he ones wrote were, like, that. Frankenstein together by his son. And, and which the Silmarillion actually... is basically the Bible. I'm mm. not looking for a narrative, mm. like, satisfying tale. Right, right. You know, I'm getting history. I'm getting annexes and appendices. Right. I haven't read The Lost Tales or whatever. Neither have I. Yeah, I don't. And know. I never will. They're probably terrible. No, I, I can't. I can't even imagine. So, uh, before Watchmen, you know, blah, this yeah. thing. And then, and it, and it came out. It came out like a lion, and out like a lamb. Yeah. Like, it came out. Everyone's like, right. Holy, can you should should you do this? Oh, blah, blah. And then it came out, and and everyone's like, eh, eh. yeah. Like, eh, what's next? Yeah. What, what do you mean? What's next? You should have seen, like, people were crying in, like, the meeting about whether we should do it or not. Like, <laughs> like they, you know, can you imagine? Like, Jeff John's like, you shouldn't do it! Like, no! And, and then the, the, the community at large collectively went, meh. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. oh, Brian Azzarello wrote the freaking comedian book? Yeah, I can imagine. I could probably write that in my own head. Mm-hmm. No, yep, it's gross. Yeah. Fair enough. Like, let me guess, it's deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me guess the condemnation of the entire genre. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. Like, cool. Okay. Yeah. You know, but like, dude, but why? Right. But why? So, uh, yeah, moving on to the, to the, to so, Doomsday. so yeah. actually that you look at the timeline. So 2009 movie, mm-hmm. that's when they woke up and decided we're going to make money on. Screw Washington. it. That's when they, yeah. that's when they, that's when the, 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 the culture at large went, nah, fuck it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's when DC was like, fuck Alan Moore. <laughs> It's a, he, if you interpret it as like a conversation, Alan Moore's like, yeah, get fucked. Walked out the door, slam. DC is a company. <laughs> For 20 years. It's like, <laughs> Fuck <bro>. you. <laughs> I don't need your ass. We have Batman, bitch. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so the dam broke. The so dam then three broke. years later. Yep, three years later, before Watchmen. Before Watchmen. And it wasn't like, okay, so we're going to do like a seek, oh, like one book. No, it was Minutemen and Silk Spectre yeah. and Night Owl and Rorschach and Comedian. Like, jump and, these and Dr. Manhattan and Ozzy Mendez. Every character had a book. Yep. And the team that you don't see is also at the as their own book. Yeah. And which, like, what was the idea? I remember thinking when I first heard about that, I was like, oh, so they're going to do like one and then they're gonna do the next and yeah. the next is gonna stretch out for like years no, no. all at once Meh. here that's what DC it. does that's but weird when that's the new 52 happened, they're like here's 52 new fucking titles all of them four dollars are you crazy yeah like, I'm gonna bombard you with titles yeah. is uh, that a good strategy you know, you know that's never a good strategy it's never worked ever hey here's 17 choices uh, how about no choice whoa 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 but I gave you 17 <laughs> You know what that tells me? That tells me that they didn't have confidence in the idea. Mm. So they were like, if we stretch it out, within the first three months, people are going to be like, this sucks. And then we're never going to be able to sell anymore. Yeah. But if we dump them all at once, some people will buy all of them. That's exactly Before right. the scuttlebutt is a big collective meh. Yeah. Right. That, to me, suggests lack of confidence in Absolutely. the idea. In which case, don't do it. Yeah. I feel like maybe, and maybe it wasn't just screw you <laughs> maybe it was actually more like we should make a sequel like right now mm. and it's been and someone at some level was like mm, I don't know about that and just for years they were mm-hmm. like no but we should though mm. you don't think we should and enough people in the, and there's everyone who said no just kept t- retiring yeah. or, like, getting, or needing money and mm-hmm. so like eventually they were just like hey we should make a sequel and they're like yeah wait 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 yeah <laughs> alright let's do oh, it we're doing this oh shit it's happening <laughs> call up everyone that's good that we have a, that we have a, a phone number for 
which like at the which le- at did. least they did that. Yeah. At least they weren't like, "Hey, Scott Lodell, here's freaking here's here's Ozzy Mendez." Yeah. Like, oh no. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I wonder how many people said no. Right. Who did they call? Who was like, oh, I don't want to touch that. I would love to see that list. Yeah. Of like, who, you're never gonna who, see that list. I get no. I bet. I bet you'd, the, you'd only get it individually from each person. I know who, who said was, no. You know why? Because like they're not in the book. Like Grant Morrison said no. Hmm. There's no way that they didn't ask Grant Morrison. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, they—he's their architect. If they wanted to say "fuck you" to Alan Moore, they should have pulled out all the stops to get him on board. They should have offered him like the Alan Moore number. What, okay, Alan, what what price will you pay? What, do we have to pay for you to come back and write a sequel? Ten million dollars. All right, Grant Morrison, we want to give you eleven million dollars. <laughs> yeah, that would make. Yeah. If they really, yeah, that shows they didn't really, that it was not a spiteful act. Because they didn't get at Grant Morrison. Uh, Radical Radish says, Ethan should be more things. That's all. That is all. That is fair. Rusky says, uh, is any Watchmen follow-up doomed to fail? And if so, why? I think so because a mix of Watchmen being a product of its time and Moore's unique vision. Um, I, I think you got a point there. But also, like, Watchmen's do- Watchmen isn't doomed to fail. Well, the movie did fail. And also, so did yes. the prequels. And yes. also, the sequel isn't doing well because of other factors. But it's also celebrated and hailed, and people right. like it. It's going to be hard to tell with the HBO show, right? Because you're not going to get like ratings numbers. Yeah, like, you're we, not, the, critically, they, it's successful. Yeah, critically, it's definitely successful. It's clearly the most successful critically of the three. Yeah. Uh, is that a success? I don't know. I, I don't think it's doomed to. F- fail if we're talking about financially i think right. there's always a way to make money on stuff if you do yeah. it creatively well enough. it fail like they all fail because they don't honor the work although you know if you're talking about a tv show or a movie they're they're separate entities although the tv show is a sequel to watchmen a yeah. deliberate literal yeah. follow-up to watchmen yeah if the question is can is everything going to fail in as much as it won't be as good in its time as the original was in its time right i think yes probably because like you said it is a product of its time it has the most impact if you're in the time in which it is written right uh, now timeless works do have the ability to reach its audience but like the, the 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 themes and ideas that it's tackling are distinctly 1986 yeah and you know while you can understand it you can't quite put yourself there yeah emotionally i feel like it's a very different experience not I wouldn't know in the Cold War or having the memory of the Cold War be that fresh. And I think the farther you get from it, the the more the less the impact. Yeah, yeah. So there are like universal aspects of it, just like there's universal aspects of like Shakespeare. But yeah. I think Shakespeare's kind of the same way. Where if you were alive in that time, probably you'd get more out of that than anyone could today. It, it rec- I've taught Shakespeare, and I will tell you that like part of the uh, better understanding of Shakespeare. Like, it's easy to say, it's timeless! Uh-huh. Look at them using, look at them making references to people who were in power during that time. Don't you relate? Uh, you know, you need to get through that and you need to be like, you need to contextualize it to be like, this is funny because of this. Like, mm-hmm. here's what they're referencing. You know, it's like watching an old movie. Yeah. Know? It's like, here, and if you give them the context then they can understand, appreciate it better. You know, it's like The Simpsons. You're watching yep. Simpsons from 20 years ago and you're like, who are they making fun of? <laughs> Why do they make fun of the Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase at a show? Who is Chevy Chase? Like, you know, you need the context, the cultural understanding yeah. of that. Yeah, to get the full, like, value out of it. Yeah. Robbie Miller says Kubrick should have directed a Watchmen's adaptation. I think I think Kubrick would have never done that. No. I, Kubrick strikes me as the kind of guy who would say something like, 
uh, comic books or for losers. Like, I, re- I, I, I don't yeah. know if that's true. And, you know, forgive me. No, maybe for... he loves them. Who knows? But it oh, feels... he did. So he needs. Well, yeah. Or I'll tell you this. He loved them. I'll bet he doesn't love the sequel to The Shining that's coming out. <laughs> starring Ewan McGregor and, like, CG versions of the things that he used in his movie. Like, I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure, I'm sure Kubrick would not have appreciated seeing The Shining pop up in Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably I not. I didn't. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Was it interesting? Yeah, but but The Shining was based on a book, so... And King hates the movie. Well, there you go. But you know what's funny about yeah. that, though? But... Is that Kubrick is a brilliant filmmaker, and King can't end his story as well. Like, <laughs> you know, right. between the two of them. <laughs> All right, we're not talking about Stephen King here. I just meant Kubrick made something based on a book. Maybe he yeah, maybe he would have problem making something That's based true. on a like, I mean, graphic like, novel. Yeah, he is. He he does. He does not shy away from adaptations. Yeah. So maybe Watchmen. Yeah. I think if any, if he was ever going to do an adaptation, Watchmen would have been the one to to sway him. That's fair, Rob. Yeah. We'll um, never know. We will never know. Um, Danny Blackston or Blackson TV says five different services to watch everything. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know we hate it. Yeah, we We've hate it too. Talked about it before. Yeah, we did. There's a whole episode where we talk about that. The, the death of media. Uh, Mr. Roboto says, "Who in Comic Pop would have been the Sheldon Cooper uh, Keenan?" Uh, <laughs> Eddie Eckenberg says, "Sad, I can't stay. I feel Doomsday Clock would have been something truly special, but its impact was ruined." In Moore's defense, name a good adaptation of Moore's work, except Man Who Has Everything. Um, yeah, The Man Who Has Everything, uh, the episode... Was it? Yeah. Yeah, for The Man Who Has Everything, the yeah. Superman story. Yeah. Uh, J.M.D. Mateus did a episode of the Justly cartoon that is a adaptation of that yeah. book in like a 22-minute cartoon. Yeah. And it's really great. It's it's perfect. And uh, actually, when I talked to D. Mateus on this show, I was like, I hear Moore likes that. And he was like, because he doesn't Google himself, but yeah. I but I like looked it up and I saw that like apparently like reportedly not on not on record there are two adaptations of his works that he likes. One is the Watchmen animated <laughs> yes, series, I was just gonna bring that <laughs> up. Flash animation cartoon, <laughs> and the other one is uh, the the Just League Unlimited episode for the Man Who's Everything. Um, that's that's yeah. fun. I hope that's true. Right, but I I but like we said, like I dig the Watchmen movie. I think it's fine. I'm not yeah. like you know, I don't love it, but I also was like, no, oh, look at that. Yeah. Like, wow. That's a movie, I, I enjoy watching it. Yeah. And I've watched it, I want to say, like, three times Definitely. ever, and I would watch again. So, to me, I feel like that's a good movie. Yeah, they're right. Uh, it doesn't hold a candle to the original work. So, in that sense, I guess you could say it's not good. No, and, and while... But there's almost nothing that does, ever. That's right. And when you're reading Watchmen, like, you find new things, and you and you interpret new... Like, you find yeah. some new meaning. Oh, yeah. With the movie, you're just watching the movie. Yeah, the book is, like, this dense, like, tome. The movie's just a... It's, 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 just, it's just a movie. It's just the stuff in the pages that's put on the yeah, screen. Yeah, it's like a surface-level kind of reflection exactly. that has a, a couple kind of cool things going on yeah. in it. It's Which neat. is all I expect from most movies. Yeah, I'm not so asking term, them like, for a... I grade movies on a very different scale. You know, right, like right. I, then then I do books. And yeah, it's really hard to like reach that like level of like quality and sophistication that you get in the graphic novel of Watchmen yeah. in a movie. There's right. not a lot of movies that do that, and Zack Snyder's certainly not making any of them. <laughs> no, um, agreed. Yeah, people. So, I never read V for Vendetta. People like that movie, though. I like the movie better than the comic. There you go. Uh, and, and that's probably everyone's so like, "What phony?" But it's like, "Hey, read it." <laughs> It's V isn't a character. He's like a plot device slash like engine of the story. The story isn't really even like linear. Like it's all over the place. Mm. Uh, and 
no one is sympathetic, which like there's there's I've read plenty of books like that, mm-hmm. not just comic, but also books. Like most novels I've read have wholly unsympathetic protagonists, <laughs> uh, and but V isn't the protagonist, which right. is like fine. Right. Um, but when you read, like, or when you watch V for Vendetta, you're like, oh, like they did something with it. Like that's right. the other thing is that it was transformative, right? Which you hear all the time on YouTube. Here's a here's a question. This is super off topic it's a tangent from what you just said yeah yeah who do you what do you blame for the unsympathetic protagonist right in in American literature in American or in, in literature because like because yeah. the unsympathetic protagonist is pervasive in British literature mm. because the English hate themselves and are bored <laughs> has like, that always been the case is no, that okay no 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 I mean like you know look at uh, like Christopher Robin or you know, I mean, like they, 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 they everyone, Peter Pan. You yeah, know, they, they, yeah. Oh, isn't Peter Pan American? I have no idea. I think he's. <laughs> I think he's American. I, I think he is. Yeah. I, I, because, because of course he is. Right. <laughs> I, so, but anyway. Yeah. Um, the reason why I think that the the unsympathetic protagonist is a is a thing, is is reflective of the culture. It's why like huh. it's why Russian literature is so freaking depressing, mm. and why like American literature is so hopeful and hypocritical mm-hmm. like it for the most part when it came to the the books that i taught it was either a reflection like the books that were written in american literature it's why like i think and it was, this is something i was gonna bring up earlier not on the show uh it's why i think american culture loves superheroes so much and why mm. why our other like and it's because our folk heroes are totally lame and stupid <laughs> You, know, you mean like Paul Bunyan? And Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. I think that like, here are some, here are our, because you know what I mean? Like the English have freaking King Arthur. Who yeah. is also, by the way, it's like, you know why British literature is so depressing? King Arthur's there. He's an asshole and a racist. Like, and, and not even a racist against like people of different ethnicities. Just, just different like, oh, I don't like the Saxtons. Yeah. Like, fuck you. But uh, but with with American literature, it's like, well, this big dumb guy with an axe has a big dumb blue fucking animal. <laughs> like, what? Like, you know, this guy plants trees. This guy plants trees, and and also our country's so so young that like, you know, Johnny Appleseed was a real person. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and you know those yeah. apples were, were they were crab apples like they weren't even delicious tasty apples you know way more about Johnny Appleseed yeah I know I, I well because I, when I when I criticized it when I used it in my, my lessons I was like you're like Johnny Appleseed I didn't want to be I didn't want somebody like actually Johnny Appleseed was a yeah, American so you looked up Johnny Appleseed yeah so I'm like alright let's take I a guess look I gotta yeah know his apples sucked and he was a freaking real guy and he didn't really do anything in fact his, his apples were more of an invasive species and he went up hurting the ecology a little bit so it's like yeah, which also is decidedly American where yeah. it's like hey let's celebrate our <laughs> heroes actually they were monsters like hey let's celebrate christopher columbus day like god damn it and i'm italian but uh yeah but like hey listen I... american folk heroes boring then stanley comes along and he's like you could be a superhero you could save you are selfless you are like strong mm-hmm. you know you are, you you don't believe you deserve your power and like that's awesome and also you have a dope outfit <laughs> like i think that's why i think that's certainly why american cinemas embraced like superhero movies yeah and why like they expect them like even before they are marvel the marvel invasion yeah like they're like when's the next batman movie when's the next yeah. superhero movie yeah batman's also like a wish fulfillment kind of thing where it's like i would love to be selfless and awesome and, and yeah. powerful and strong and, and 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 help people and rich and rich on top yeah, yeah. and i'm kind of i'm kind of damaged I'm a, little, I'm, a little dark. I'm a little dark. I'm a little yeah. dark, but sexy dark. I embrace the darkness. I embrace the darkness enough to get myself. hot blondes to go out with me. 
Like, I mean, like, yeah. I, I think, but so, yeah, I think that, but in American literature, literally, it's either, like, dopey idiot protagonists or racism is bad. Nah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's literally every book that I read as a kid when I was, uh, when yeah. I was a student and every book that I was told to teach when I was a teacher. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like, hey, can we get comic books in this curriculum? And they're like, absolutely not. That's not literature. We get something that doesn't. Now read the Scarlet Letter again. To read. I'm like, oh, God damn it. God. Oh. Now, by, by the way, I had a blast teaching the Scarlet Letter. Yeah. You had a fantastic time. That's cool. I, I made that book fun. <laughs> but uh, I, I, but I, it ain't fun to read. I like some of American uh, Folklore? literature. Not that I've read a ton of it, but I've read the big ones in school. Yeah. But I remember... Like the, the Natural? I never read The Natural. Like baseball. I read The Great Gatsby. Oh, The Great... The Great Gatsby. Yeah, no one is a protagonist. Who's the protagonist? Nick? No. Uh, he's the narrator. Yeah, he's the narrator. But, like, it ain't about Nick. No. You know? And there's Nick... no one likable in that book. No. But I do enjoy idiot. it. Yeah, oh, I like reading Weirdly. it, too. But, like, here's the thing. It's about, like, context. You need to know about what it was like in the 20s. You can read The Great Gatsby and be like, boring. Yeah. But if you know about what life was like in the 20s. Yeah. Like, I just saw a picture the other day. Yesterday. It was awesome. It was a picture of a guy in a three-piece, beautiful, brand-new suit standing next to his Rolls Royce with a cardboard sign that says $100. Because he lost everything in the stock market. Oh wow! And he's like, he clearly was. He was here, and then hundred dollars, the equivalent yeah. of basically like eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah. So it's like, no, he needed rent and food. Like that's the kind of context you need for reading things like Fitzgerald. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, it's a different world. Or Neil Simon. Yeah. I never There's a playwright. Nah. Play plays are a different thing too. No one's happy in plays. Yeah. <laughs> Not, uh, not the good ones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you're reading a play where everything works out fine, then, you know, then, then you're watching the wrong play. Then you're seeing Cats, I guess. <laughs> Except Cats is by Tennessee uh, Williams, and even Cats, they all die, I guess. I, I never saw Cats. I, I only read the wiki about Cats. <laughs> I was like, all right. In all those years that you saw the advertisements for Cats, the Winter Garden Theater, you now never forever. actually went? Tell, call Teletarged. <laughs> 212-839-6200. No. Uh, no, I was like, I thought they were space cats. I thought they were from space. That they were aliens. Oh, because they were like human size. Yeah, because they were human size, and when they fucking take off no, at the end of the acting. No, they're well. Yeah, I know, but like I, I didn't think they were real. You're zoomed space cats. in. No, I thought. Yeah, exactly. That's why everything's so big. <laughs> I really thought that like they were space cats, and they were like going back to the mothership. Yeah, well, because you can't in the in the, the trailer. What the hell? They're on a platform with lights, and yeah, it's going. Yeah. Oh, it's a spaceship. Yeah. Nope. They're going. To, they're going to die. Yeah. Spoilers for cats. Some of them enjoy die. the movie. I'm sure you'll <laughs> like it. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Roboto uh, has said his thing, I think. Oh, of all potential Watchmen sequels, access to alternate universes. How many Watchmen sequels do you want, do you watch at, oh, how many Watchmen sequels do you watch? All, some, or none? Uh, I mean, like, the fact is you can, you can read all of them. It's just more like, you know, it's really about you. Like, about yeah. your interpretation. Like, if you love Watchmen, no one is putting a gun to your head and telling you you got to watch the show. I haven't. He isn't either. No. And we both have HBO. <laughs> yeah. I might watch some of it at some point. Yeah. It's on my list of like, I might check that out. There are Just too many freaking curious. shows. There's too and many. And I love Watchmen, so Wait, I don't really need a sequel. Right. But there's all, we didn't even get a chance to talk about this, Doomsday Clock, which is a straight up, not only to see, I mean, one thing if John's like, I could do a sequel to Watchmen, but it's another for him to go, I could do a sequel to Watchmen. And also put Batman in it. 
And it's like, oh, wait, but no. <laughs> yeah. No, literally, Doomsday Clock is DC being like, hey, Watchmen, we own that, don't we? Yeah. Why? And we have this whole huge universe, this multiverse right. of stuff that we are always mixed and matched. And we, why, why, why has Watchmen never yeah, been part we, of we, that? We, 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 you know what? We, the fact is we've been playing just a tip with Watchmen forever. <laughs> Like or Earth Two and all and the crime yeah. syndicate and stuff, please. We're li- we've been like just one, just 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 wink and a nod away from comedian just showing up and being yeah. an antagonist in the DC universe. <laughs> Why don't we just go full tilt? Yeah. Why don't we just do that. Look, we already did friggin' uh, 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 before Watchmen. No, with uh, all the planets, the pieces of planets. Oh, thing. convergence. Convergence. We already did convergence. We already brought friggin'. Every, every, like... Your kingdom Come Superman. Yeah, and every good, high-quality product that we've produced. We've already turned into a dumbass slap fight, like, cash yeah. grab in a poorly written, crappy thing. That, right, that so... Old, that, that reestablished Arak into the main DC continuity. Lucky us. Right, so, like, what are we standing on ceremony for? Right. What are we acting like we're better than oh, that? We're pretending like we have integrity? Yeah. Like, they all know. The internet's here. <laughs> Our, our creators are tweeting, mm-hmm. you know, and people are leaking stuff. Yeah. I, I heard, uh, this, is, this is going back years. Mm-hmm. I had heard from an anonymous source that the plan after Justice League versus Suicide Squad, the plan was, the book was going to be called Justice League versus Watchmen. That, like, that was the plan. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Wow, what a horrible idea. Jesus. Not just a horrible idea, but like, what? How would that... I don't. Okay, I don't understand how this even mechanically works. I don't want you to get into it, because we're going to do... We're going to talk about it, but yeah, yeah. But the way Watchmen ends... Yeah. There's no team. There, there's, no, no. They're not teaming up. The, the team... The, the collection of Rorschach... And and Night Owl and like Doctor Manhattan and yeah. Silk they're not called the Watchmen. <laughs> they are in that hilarious cartoon, which you should go look at uh, online. If you haven't seen it, you have to go watch it's, it now. It's the one interpretation of Watchmen that Moore has signed off on entirely. Yeah, it's a Saturday morning cartoon interpretation of what like corporate suits from the eighties would have made Watchmen into. Every shot is a bastardization and hilarious flip like script flipping of like the true theme of like Rorschach's playing with animals with, with the Sherman <laughs> Shepherds like because because you see I, because I, well, I, when I flipped through it I saw Rorschach was with a dog there Rorschach. was a dog and Rorschach in the same like context he <laughs> was like animals he was like animals or, or maybe he doesn't I don't know but I could justify it based on that uh, listen who gives a shit we're, we're just we're getting our P's and Q's from an action figure company like you know <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah no it's, I well, but like how does it work yeah I mean, there is no team. This is the thing. Like, ver- oh, the oh, no, Justice it- League versus the Watchmen. Like, there yeah. is no Watchmen. Well, they're that, they're well, not a thing. That doesn't exist. Like, Justice League versus well, I know, Watchmen. But what would it have been? Oh, it would have. Been, I think it would have been a dumber version of Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Because Doomsday Clock is there is no team. They're not like okay. It's literally like people are tricked and like go places. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's it makes sense. Especially if you exist, it's ex- just it's crossing over the universe of the Watchmen. It's establishing with- that the Watchmen universe is technically part of the multiverse from DC, right. Right. which also sucks because that means there's like a cowboy version of the Watchmen universe. Like, you know what I mean? 
It's not like there's it's like there's one or that's Watchmen, and then then that's it. Uh-huh. Like no, no. Like, there's got to be a, there's got to be a, like a, everyone's a vampire, right? Uh, right. You know, uh, there's one where the Nazis took over. Right, right. There's a gangster Watchmen universe, yeah, which know. is weird because Watchmen already is an alternate history of Earth. Well, they all itself. are. I mean, like you know. Oh, the, the the DC multiverse is true. the conceit is that Batman exists in all of those universes, yeah. so, and not to mention the dark multiverse. See, that'd be a fun twist, is it? Because you know, we haven't talked about the dark multiverse. No, uh, you know, in Stranger Things, when like Will takes the map of or whoever takes the map of like the world and then flips it over and talks about the underside, it's literally how they establish as a dark multiverse. They take Grant Morrison's dumb map of the multiverse and they go, but. They flip it over. There's like there's an evil inverse of the entire multiverse. Wow. Yeah. Do they just strip or straight up rip off Stranger Things? Stranger Things. Yep. Just just unabashedly just take that. They're like, that's mine. That's mm. fun. That being said, like, eh. well, now some of the comics are gonna be like, yeah, but Stranger Things just ripped off like blah 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 yeah. other thing, which I'm sure is true. Right. So, in the great uh, tradition of ripping off other people's stuff, I guess it's fine. Yeah. Well, I guess then everything's okay. Right, since it happened. It already was. Or nothing's okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Whatever you want it to be. But, yeah. But anyway, so yeah. Well, but that would be the fun twist is that, like, there's always all dark earths where, like, every, all the everyone's bad decision results in the, the, the twisted evil version of that planet. Sure. And also Watchmen's there. Because, <laughs> like, why not? Yeah. Really yeah. the one place where everyone's happy because, like, it worked. Because yeah, <laughs> Ozzy Mandeus' play works. <laughs> of course, Doomsday Clock, you know, the conceit is it, it didn't work. It didn't work. Well, it worked for a while. Yeah. But then someone found Rorschach's journal or whatever. And yeah. then Donald Trump becomes president. Oh, of course. In the book. I'm like, and it's not even like, it's dark, you know. know. It's Ronald. It's Ronald Gump. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Not even trying. No. Okay. But uh, yeah. So uh, Doomsday Clock is a thing that. And the thing with that's weird about Doomsday Clock is that it is it, it is an achievement. Like it, it's critically hmm. well regarded. Accepted. Yeah. Like everyone was like, no, and then they're like, no, trust me. And when it came out, it was like, this is this is admittedly high quality, high caliber yeah. care. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that there's only like two people involved. Mm. You know, before Watchmen, all these different people, all, this, all these different yeah. ideas. Even if it was like from one person, right? Like from one person's brainchild. I don't know if that's true or not, but. When it came to Doomsday Clock, it's like, Jeff John's like, I have this idea and I'm writing it at the end. And I'm going to get Gary Frank and he's going to draw it. No other artist, just right. Gary Frank. And it's like three years. And Gary Frank said, by the way, somebody asked a, a super chat, and I guess I should get to it. Yeah. In which they said, uh, which finishes first, the HBO show or Doomsday Clock? Because Doomsday Clock, issue, <laughs> Doomsday Clock number one came out shortly after New York Comic Con two years ago. I remember all the and, hype yeah. about it. I have two posters that they gave us. They're yeah. like, ah, trust me. Um, uh, now, there's a question here. What do you mean the show? I guess when they make the when last, the last season of the show, yeah. when they cancel the show or yeah. whatever. Because the answer is the the Doomsday Clock will finish first because literally like two days ago, Gary Frank tweeted, I, I, "All the pages are done. Ah, We're done. So like, that's it. It will be out probably by the end of December. Hmm. Like unless unless Watchmen is a horribly commercial failure, right? Like in terms of the and show, they don't do anymore, and they're just like no, and they, and they cancel it the way that like no show is canceled anymore, right? They're like uh, three episodes, no, <laughs> then it's over. It's the Watchmen show. Is it coming out like weekly? Weekly, I think or so. is it all dropped at once? No, like the Netflix no, no, no. Style? it's, it's okay. weekly. All right, yeah. 
Um, so, but Doomsday Clock, oddly enough, somehow manages to like escape the the ire. What is that? Like, why? Like, how did Watchmen get away with it? And it's like, well, maybe because does... before Watchmen didn't get the same treatment. Maybe because it doesn't change uh, the story of Watchmen like the prequels do. That's exactly right. I think that's exactly right. Because the sequel to Watchmen is well, like a sequel to anything. Yeah. Like, no. You right. could literally do it again. You could do a sequel to Watchmen tomorrow. Yeah. And be like, no, Doomsday Clock didn't count. Yeah. Because they did the same. Alien, Predator, Terminator, all those, any movie. Right. Batman. Yeah. It's easier to, to, to pretend discount. it never happened. Yeah. It's like, well, that's in the future of the thing that I yeah. uh, like. Right. And the future hasn't been written yet. It's whatever we make. Exactly. <laughs> Very nice, Doc Brown. Uh, Adam Fenhaw, or House, says keep them lights on keep i will them lights on we will keep those lights Thank on you. yeah well that that will go a long way towards keeping the lights on yeah because i saw our rent bill on the desk of the landlord on oh. my way back from the bathroom a few minutes ago uh noah Koo says super chatting for ethan love that guy yeah he's pretty great thanks <laughs> but um yeah so i guess that's right it's it just that watchman doomsday clock succeeds where before watchman failed because it doesn't it doesn't presume to tell you what really happened with Watchmen. Right. I mean, even though it does. Well, it tells, it tells you, you what, that, like, the plan doesn't work and that they have to go to the DC Universe. Well, it tells you shit. what's going to happen. But yeah. you can just say, like, nah. Yeah, but exactly. Because, like, like, nothing Watchmen. matters in the DC Universe anyway because they change it every friggin', like, five years. So, uh, like... And and it's actually brilliantly written and explained because, like, the character... Like, he's, like, you know, everyone's got these dumb new costumes from the New 52 and, like, even after Rebirth... They were like, yeah, but, like, we still never had a crisis that said New 52 didn't happen. So, right. like, technically all the bullshit and all the old stuff happened all at once. Right. Because we never really cleaned house. So, whatever. So, with John's, he was like, nah, everyone's wearing the costumes from pre-New 52. Like, it's just, it's all the stuff that you like from then. Yeah. And also new characters that we invented post-New 52. That, like, presuming... That Doomsday Clock was going to be like a reboot mm. that was going to fix everything. Well, yeah, because you, you're involving Doctor Manhattan. I thought that was kind of the point. It's I, like that's he exactly could just wave his hand and change yeah. everything. Well, and in Doomsday Clock, they actually they establish a new interpretation of the DC universe itself, mm. which is awesome. Everyone again, another, maybe that's what people like. Yeah. It's like the way it interacts with the DC universe. Yeah, it's you know? they, it's more like Watchmen is a device that they use. It's not so much that like they were like, let's make a sequel to Watchmen because I need to know what happened. <laughs> To right. friggin' whatever, like to 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 Lori, yeah, or or Dan, <laughs> yeah. Did they did those two crazy kids ever get married or have, what? Did, did they Dan have ever kids? get it up? I don't know. Let's find <laughs> out. But like, but he did in the book. I know. Yeah, in right. the ship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's at least implied, it's implied. by the artwork. <laughs> but uh, uh, instead of that, it's it, it does that too. Mm -hmm. But it also. Um, it's it's used as an instrument to fix the DC universe, mm. which is kind of like meta in and of itself. So it's like, <laughs> you know why? It's because there's a thought behind it uh. that isn't just like yeah, beautiful money. <laughs> so I think that's what it is. Okay. But uh, but it does it, and because the sequel, I think we can say it doesn't hurt Watchmen. Yeah. It, it's just after. Not in the same way, anyway. No, certainly the prequel not. Prequel does. Uh, Pricey eighty forty says a little late, but no sequel. Wouldn't mind seeing more Doctor Manhattan interacting. Yeah. Dr. Manhattan's a fun character. And him and... him and <laughs> Fun. Fun, yeah. Well, he's a fun character to read about. Yeah. And uh, in yeah. Doomsday Clock, it's it's interesting. Mm. I'm like, oh. That's cool. Yeah, it's neat. 
And yeah, the whole thing is Doomsday Clock has me fascinated. I'm just like, oh, this is cool. Okay. So then, the, then you have the show. Then, and then and then the show, which is so also a sequel. The show is all. Yep, it is a sequel to what? Uh, you know what I mean? The book, I guess. Right. It it as I understand it, it takes the events of the book as if they happened. Yeah. Although, yes, including the squid monster, including everything. Right. Uh, but it's like way later. Like it happened when it happened in the book. In 86, and this and is then, now. Yeah. Now, now. So it's so now. Everything's happening now. It's happening now. <laughs> right. So it's been 30 years. I guess. Whatever. That's the, uh, that would be the conceit. So I, I guess that's kind of like perfect because it's enough distance from it that they can kind of do whatever they want. And I think that's exactly what they're doing. That's yeah. how it feels. Like right. every trailer I saw for that show, I was like, is it even Watchmen? Like, they, <laughs> hey, it's more like inspired by Watchmen. It felt a lot like they were like, I've got this really like dark, crazy, revolutionary, like racially themed, like drama. Yeah. And I think it might be deemed too subversive, but if I attach the name Watchmen to it, <laughs> now I can just go like, oh, it's a comedy. Don't worry about it. Right. Don't worry about all the themes and and and, and ideas we're, we're we're putting forth. Well, possibly. Uh, now again, haven't seen it. Only read yeah. about it. To me, it looks like they took the concept of who watches the Watchmen, right? And they like really ran like with that, which yes. is interesting because that wasn't like a huge part of the book at all. The book is more like the aftermath of everyone saying like, "Well, who's watching the Watchmen?" and then like dealing with that. Yeah. This is more like, no, but like really, but no, who is what? Like, like well, and because it's 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 addressing and shining a light on today's themes yeah. and talking about like everything so it could be someone saying like well that aspect of watchmen is actually like pretty relevant to, to things being talked about within the last five years or so right. so like maybe now is the time yeah now that's given a lot of credit <laughs> yes <laughs> but i wouldn't it's a less cynical them. view than than well then just like then they just have I had idea this other idea watchmen like put, aesthetic on top of it yeah which well because like be and, and I, right on down to like we have masks and stuff and they're like right. what if you put Rorschach's blink blot on the masks like yeah, yeah we can do that yeah because yeah, it fine. works it works whether it's Rorschach or not that concept exactly of like what if the police were masked that that obviously you don't need Rorschach no to be part of it he just kind of adds like his history and his ideology just right. kind of like adds a little bit to right. that unless you actually like think about who Rorschach well was that's and... the thing like it's not a direct like it, it doesn't yeah, it doesn't right? make a lot of sense. Like, why... Why Rorschach? Well, and maybe because 30 years later... Yeah, it's like a they... bastardization of it. It's kind of like the Sons of Batman. Like, yeah. they don't have the ideology of Batman. No, they, they just... Don't... It was... He's a symbol that they can... They can... They can put a name to their violence. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that the that that's what they're doing with Watchmen. It's more like the inverse, where it's right. like... They're, they're taking... They're forgetting... They're taking his visual and yeah. throwing away all the stuff about his, like, his, his racism and his, his homophobia. Yeah. <laughs> or are they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's but, the thing. I haven't seen the show, but right. I've read that that gets added in a little bit later. Exactly. So, so maybe I, it will tie better into Warshak's yes. ideology. Who's to say? But again, because it is a sequel, because it is like an interpretation of the work that is taking it further away from it, mm -hmm. like the movie, not as a sequel, but more like like the movie. Yeah. It is allowed to then be like it's not the book. Right. Like it's not going to touch the book. Mm -hmm. Like it's funny how. The comics should damage the work because not only are they from the same, you know, genre, the same media, mm -hmm. but also the things that are written in the media that are aping off of Watchmen are in and of themselves, you know, informing the original text. Mm -hmm. 
with the movies and shows, it's like, yeah, whatever. You know, like, yeah. well, you can ignore those. Yeah. You can say it's a separate it's thing. a separate thing. It's not part of it. Exactly. Uh, it, it's not a, it's not an affront. It's not trying to be. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. Like with before watching, they're like, we're trying to we're trying to take what you like and just sell it back to you. Yeah. Just sell you more, more yeah. of that written by someone else. And it feels like Doomsday Clock because it has like a thing that he's trying to say mm-hmm. that he's more like I'm unafraid to use Watchmen to tell this story, mm-hmm. and that's kind of great. It's like a narrative device. Yeah, where he's like, well, and and also like. If I want to be true to the ideology of Watchmen being this transformative work that is important, mm-hmm. then I shouldn't be afraid to use it. Yeah. Yeah, but you do still have Rorschach, like, fighting, like, yep. superheroes and but stuff, right? But it's not that Rorschach. Oh. I'll give you that. No, it's not like Rorschach, That's like... better? It's not like Rorschach, <laughs> like... It's not like Manhattan felt bad. Yeah, he's just like... And he's like... <laughs> back to work. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, well, that... That would suck. I wouldn't even give... I would be like, you'd hate it. I wouldn't even give you the benefit yeah, of the doubt. Yeah, If that was the case... I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> nope. I'd oh walk off God. the couch. I guarantee you there'd be people... <laughs> I guarantee you there's fan art of that. Yeah. And they're like, please. That, can you- th- I can't think of a bigger fuck you <laughs> to the original Rorschach. work than bringing Rorschach back to life. Right. Like, he has to die. <laughs> he, the, the story's completely different if he doesn't die yeah. again. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Spoilers for Watchmen. Right. Yeah, and then and then uh, Rorschach goes and like Sally Jesse Raphael and he tells everybody what would happen. <laughs> they give him a shower, a makeover. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Walter here is going to be talking all about the secret government, uh, you know, coup. But before we get to there, he's going to get some makeover. Yeah. No, he's going to get God. addiction coach. No, it's, it wouldn't. Yeah. No, that's not what Doomsday Clock is. Uh, but uh, Comic Goblin says, I think the one thing that could hurt D- uh, DC, Doomsday Clock, in the end, is if it unfortunately doesn't affect much in the end in 2017. Felt like more, felt like it would have had major effects. Yeah, so it, like it's taken so long. Oh, absolutely. No, it, Will it, they not really be able to do what they wanted in terms of impact? That's the thing, is that like it is, John's had something to say, and he wanted to do something with it. And it's it's implicit. It's inherent in the work. I I, I don't want to say that if it doesn't like result in a reboot or some kind of like you know big thing at the end that it wasn't worth it mm. because you think like, it stands on its own. I want it to stand on its own, yeah. but I also think it is important to be vital mm. to the continuity. Right, if it's not a big part of continuity, then it kind of takes something away from it. It does. Yeah. Well, And it's like, well, and what's the point? Like, why did you do this? Yeah, like, why did, you... did we go through all that? Right, why did we go through all that? It was like when, there's a couple moments in Doomsday Clock that reference, it's very apart from continuity. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like, you don't really know when it is. Yeah. And then they reference, like, the Court of Owls and stuff, and you're like, no! <laughs> You've just cemented yeah. it in time! Well, the other thing is, like, I know when I first heard about it, when I was first reading about, like, the thoughts on, like, oh, wait, maybe fucking Manhattan, like, makes the DC Universe right. or, or yeah. intrinsically affects it in some way, I was like, okay, at least you're making Watchmen, like, super important yes. to everything else, which almost justifies dragging its, like, corpse up to animate and walk around <laughs> yes. with, like, Weekend at Bernie's. Right. If it's just like, oh, no, we're not doing that. It's just like we told the story that involves Watchmen. It's like, then why did you bring it up? Exactly. Why did you... Why did you t- Go well, nuclear. Well, and the frustrating part is the reason they did is because it was going to be. Like, right. Because at the end of the day. Yeah, and then if you fail to do that, that's just like even more pathetic. Yeah. 
Yeah. Then it's like, I mean, the, the, the <laughs> most pathetic thing is that the book will be done probably by January. Mm-hmm. And because it was so freaking late, they were just like, we need to make money off it now. So like a month ago or less, they put out the first six issues in a trade. Oh. Like, because... You could get a trade of like part of... Yeah, it's volume one Jesus. of Doomsday Clock. A 12-issue series. Just because they were like, well, I need to start paying dividends now. Yeah. Which should tell you everything you need to know about, like, its impact. Mm. Which is to say, there isn't going to be one. Ugh. The frustrating That's thing annoying. will be when it, it when it does drop and it does complete. And, like, you know, you have creatives who work there and fans who read it who are like, this needs to be important. Uh-huh. And the higher-ups being like, it won't be, though. But it's not, though. And then I've seeing, already moved on. But I've already moved on. I've already passed it. Yeah. No, I we already, moved on I'm, a year I ago. cashed the check. Yeah, no, you don't understand. 5G. 5G's coming out. We got... We need Doomsday Clock. We got 5G. What the hell is that? Uh, Besides a friggin' cellular standard. Yeah, that's don't, going... but that's cool. That's like, it's getting... You know, the kids know about 5G. We're also gonna be... So, uh, the guys who held, were responsible for ruining DC's, like, continuity are now rewriting the timeline, the official timeline for DC. They're like, we're gonna clean it up. We're gonna fix it. Uh... Our problem was we never had a roadmap, which I've always said. But the worst people to write that roadmap are the people who friggin' ruined it in the first place. Right. But they're doing this roadmap, and they're like, okay, we're going to go here, 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 and here, and this will be the new continuity, or the, at least the new timeline. Which right. is the worst thing you could possibly do is give DC a timeline where you have dates in it. Yeah. <laughs> where, like, you can't fudge anymore. Yeah. Because <laughs> fudging is intrinsically Important part to of a shared continuity stories. of these stupid yeah. universes. Yeah. But, uh... You know, so are you gonna, gonna make do... everyone who writes a book read the timeline? Uh, 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 I bet before you don't. You write. You gotta read this. You gotta study this. There's I mean, gonna be a test on it. Here's the thing. I think you uh, should no. because, like, if you're gonna write in a shared universe, you should at least know when the hell you're. Taking... Yeah, but then they're not gonna be able to get like Neil Gaiman or whoever to like write because they're not gonna oh, do that. Oh no, he's just we're, we're, no. We're, we'll we'll make it. We'll work around you. Or Grant. You think Grant? Yeah, Grant's gonna be like. No, he's gonna Grant. You have to adhere to the. Yeah, no. Some of them we will know get special permission yeah, to absolutely. not do. Yeah, anyone who made a movie or like has a or, or uh-huh. immediately sells books just because their name's on the book. Yeah, they get to do whatever they want. Yeah. Um. So, oh, whoops. I guess yeah. we don't have any teeth. Yeah, right. then it's not going to work. But they're going to do this timeline and uh, the new t- and the, basically they're they're dividing up the DC universe into like generations where it's like there's a generation one, G two, G three, okay, five G, or one one G, two G until we get to five G, which is the next generation of superheroes for the for the DC universe. So, like, you know... So you're going to do Gs 1 through 4, like, what, real quick? No, we're just going to explain those were Gs. Like, you, oh, everything you read. Oh, they already happened. Yeah, those, those already happened. But now we shoehorn the past yeah. into these four But now, eras. like, Lucius Fox's son or nephew or whatever is going to be Batman for, like, 5G. You know, because, like, Black Batman. New York Times Black Batman. Oh, so you're going to stop writing regular Batman? Yeah. He's going to retire or no, stop or whatever. Not. I mean, what, I mean, Who are you kidding? No, uh, well, excuse me, all right? All right, we're closed doors. Yeah, of course we're not. <laughs> What are you doing? Yeah, obviously he'll be back in like six months. But please. Uh, or two. Right. You know, if, ever, if everyone stops buying it. But do you know how many shekels we'll make? Right. By, se- by selling Black Batman in the first like month? Right. Uh, Mr. Roboto says, could Watchmen be beyond like Batman? <laughs> I mean, it basically is, right? It's set 35 years of the future. Yeah, the show of, is, yeah. Of the... Of the the book, so right? it is. It's Watchmen Beyond. Yeah, Watchmen Beyond. I don't know. I feel like, uh, no. I would hate to see that. <laughs> I would hate to see, like, Rorschach with, like, a, with like a, a you know, a, a, a camouflage trench coat that also shoots, like, jetpacks and he can fly around <laughs> and stuff. Or, you know what well, I mean? Well, that would be, it wouldn't be Rorschach. It would be, like, Night Owl 3. Right, Night Owl 3. And uh, Night Owl 2 would be, like, 
you know, there yeah. helping him. Silk Spectre could literally become like a ghost or something. Like, <laughs> no, I, it, well, because that's not the thing about the thing about Watchmen is they're not superheroes. They're not comic book characters. Right. They're they're characters in a story who also were these who were costumed adventurers. Yeah. Like to say that to talk about the legacy of the of these characters the legacy is only attached to two characters in that universe yeah because they had a legacy and that the legacy involved two generations yeah so to 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 assume that like you know Rorschach is a superhero or that like you know Night yeah. Owl was like you know should have a lineage is is a, I think a, a fallacy it's a, a misunderstanding yeah. of Watchmen because like they're not superheroes like the, if you're reading Watchmen and you're like un, uh, you know and you're appreciating it for what it is hopefully you don't want to see a sequel to Watchmen or at the very least you don't want to like see action figures which yeah. they made not just of the of the movie but of the Doomsday Clock characters <laughs> Like that's weird. It's very weird. Like, yeah, look at Silk Spectre. Oh no, she's taking heroin. Like, you, you know what works for me for a Watchmen like show or spinoff or whatever. Yeah, and this is the only thing that would work. And this is what I thought oh, the... Watchmen the show might be mm -hmm. when I was first reading like just the barest like little tiny bits about it. Right. And before I actually read something, I was like, no, here's what it is. I thought it was gonna be like a like a Twilight Zone kind of thing where it's like. Watchmen, and it's like vignettes oh. that are inspired by Watchmen. Okay. So you get like a Rorschach thing, like the Rorschach police or whatever, and right. it's like about that, a story yeah. about that. And then over here we've got a story that's like taking imagery and concepts from this, but it has not, it's not in the universe of Watchmen. It's just right. like things that are inspired by the like themes and yeah. motifs in Watchmen. I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Because but, you're seeing images right. of Right, but then like, things. oh, but no, no literally it is narrative. also the future of that book and everything that happened in that book happened in that world. Totally. And then I'm like, oh, that makes more sense that you would do that, but I'm also less interested in that and I, that's less valid yes. to me no, as I like a you. creative endeavor. Right. Yeah, I would be more interested if you're going to do something really cool and more risky. Yeah, where it's like, no, no, we're leaving alone the original work. This is just like, oh, what ifs? Yeah, that'd be cool. You see, here's the thing: what if they the did Black that? Mirror? Black Watchmen. Mirror. Like it's HBO's Black Mirror. Oh my god! Watchmen. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> I don't know if I do either. But I was like, that's bold. But oh, neat! And yeah. that's like risky, and that could be super cool. Right. I don't even know what it would necessarily be, but like. I, it's a vision where I'm like, oh, you well, can yeah. talk me into that if well, you're smart. And... Because, yeah, like, well, you know what it is. It's just like we have the Watchmen license. We're going to use it. But, like, Black Mirror is what if technology was bad? Yeah. And, like, Watchmen would be the Black Mirror. But, like, what if superheroes were real? Yeah. That's it. Right. It? And it's just like, and it's yeah. the dark interpretation of that. Yeah. But, but it's just and, like, and it's like. And we're using I've... the darkest one. You know? Right. Like... And, and, but and the thing with Black Mirror is it's not all the same thing. No, it's not, it's, all, it's all... not all part of the same continuity. Right, right. And that gives you like a sort of freedom to tell like some really off the wall stuff. Yes. Which that. Where you go, oh, I know what that looks like. Or, yeah. yeah. And it's just using like the word Watchmen and the things that you know from it as kind of like a hook to get you in but yeah. it's not actually that it's actually it's own like creative like thing right that I'd, would be cool I'd be okay with that yeah I don't know if I'd watch it but I'd still I don't know it. if I'd watch it either but I would feel a little better about yeah. it because it wouldn't feel like it's taking something that someone else did that's brilliant and just continuing it right and, because uh, you have because you have enough money to pay for the yeah, license yeah because like you want money like yeah. I, I don't know I don't I, know uh, 
Taylor Pesher says, To be honest, I see Johns going fully into movies and TV in the foreseeable future. I think Batman Earth 1 Volume 3 will probably be the last book he publishes. Uh, last big book he publishes. I disagree. Uh, I think that he will still do those things, but also, you know, if and when Batman Earth 1 Volume 3 ever comes out, because Gary Frank needed to draw that too, like it's, it's taken forever and it will forever. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I think you haven't seen the last Jeff Johns, particularly in comics. I think <laughs> you haven't seen the last of me. I'm glad I like him, but I think like you know when he's done at DC, like when he's like okay, everyone here hates me, or at the very least, I don't want to do be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he'll go to Marvel, you know, and he'll make some mo- yeah. he'll make some money there, or not. I mean, like fact is, you know, he has positions of financial success and you know influence over movies because of his role at dc and because of his connections to hollywood so it's like he'd shoot himself in the foot to leave Mm. um and i think he is a comic book writer like i think he likes telling stories so i wouldn't expect him to stop Mm -hmm. you can't really stop a writer Uh, price 8040 says is it bad that i at least want a manhattan statue no and i think you want a statue of a blue naked dude in your house right you're gonna have to explain it but like (laughs) honestly i mean even well it is the thing even the action figures like the conceit of an action figure is in and of of itself you know problematically commercial Mm -hmm. as is a statue Uh, as is any collectible piece of merchandise sure with an action figure it's like it's a toy Mm -hmm. that is meant to be played with (laughs) and that is the joke but no child is buying the, the Doomsday like, Clock action no figures. No child should buy the Doomsday no. Clock action figures. Certainly no child should be interested in Watchmen so they're, until they're, you know, above action figure playing with age, or uh, at least at the upper edge of it. Right. Or at the very least, like, before they just go, like, ooh, two superhero action figures. Yeah. But the... It's so... It, so it is I, a statue. In an ironic sense, I love Watchmen action figures. Yeah. Because, like, that shouldn't even exist. Because Alan Moore would find that so repugnant. It'd be so funny to look at him. It'd be great to see him walk by a like child's playing pit and then having comedian figures yes in the, like, i want to see the commercial for the watchman action figure toys because it's just like the cartoon show yeah like the misinterpretation the of what's with the hands and they're holding the thing and they're like yeah get like you. a gi joe figure yeah, yeah like that's a, i want to see that commercial that's like really funny to yes. me yes but, but that's like that a joke yeah <laughs> well and that commercial's meant to sell to children and they're str- they're straight up not yeah like those figures are for no are for adult people yes and so as such those are just little statues. Just yeah, they're just statues. little statues. The little cheaper statues. Yeah, so actually, it isn't bad that you want the statue, no. and it isn't bad if you want the action figure. No. I got multiple action figures all over the place. I've got I've got the Batman Predator action figures, yeah. which were very expensive, and I want to open them and stage them so that they're fighting, yeah. but I also don't want to open the box. Yeah. Now, here's a, here's, here's a counterpoint. Not yeah. really a counterpoint, just another way to look at this. Yeah. Uh, is it bad that I want, like, a Hobbes, like, plushie? Right. No, because it's not. Bill Watterson finds that, like, a well, horrible yeah, like, He but, doesn't want you to have that. But do I respect that he doesn't want to make it? Yes, also. Right. So, uh, you know, I, even though I want that thing, like, I also get why he wouldn't want that made, and I understand it, yeah. and I don't have a problem with that. No, so, but I'm d- also not going to stop my friend from making me one. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> if I get one, I'm going to get it <laughs> yeah. regardless. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, yeah, like, yeah. So, well, and sh- also, like, so the question of, like, should DC have made them, I, no. that's another like, question. They can make them whatever they want. Yeah. It's their company. Like, right. Well, and Moore wrote a story for hire. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, he's just also really good. Yeah. So and the story if, mattered. If Watchmen hadn't become such a big phenomenon, would Moore have even thought to say that, like, 
And I don't even know if he would say, like, you shouldn't make action figures on it, you shouldn't make sequels. I don't think he would have. No. I think he would have known that, like, yeah, of course, like, they're going to make derivative works of this. Right. If they want. Like, yeah. But then it became, like, a huge thing, and it got recognized as, like, this great, excellent piece of uh, art and writing, and then it sort of became a little more untouchable. Yeah. And you give you a justification to say, like, they shouldn't mess with that. Right. Where for most comic books that you write, no one would even think to look at it from that perspective. No, that's true. <laughs> Certainly not then. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think that there's room for the Watchmen show, again, like there was room for the movie. I remember yeah. there were a lot of people in my community who were like, fie on that. No. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be a movie. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, who cares? Like, yeah. it doesn't change the movie. It doesn't change the book. It doesn't hurt, like, the work. It doesn't say it didn't happen. Yeah. So, whatever. Well, you said Frank Miller wrote Dark Knight 2 and 3. Yeah, and, well, he did. Dark Knight Returns 2 and 3. Having read Superman Year 1, there is no fucking way he wrote Dark Knight 3. <laughs> because he straight up did write Superman Year 1. Mm-hmm. And that's that's apples and oranges. Night mm-hmm. and day. Brian Azzarello wrote Dark Knight 3 Master Race. I don't have an f- official word on that, but right. there is no question in my mind that that is not written by Frank Miller. He said it in interviews. Yeah, yeah. But... I agree. Right. It's just not. So, yeah. But he did write two. De- de- definitively. You right. can tell. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's inherently bad to make another version of a, like, seminal uh, achievement. Yeah. Well, and again, like, because it was a sequel. Well, and he's done prequels now. Like, not just year one, but mm-hmm. also, like, uh, Superman year one is technically a prequel to Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spawn Batman is technically a prequel to Dark Knight Returns. He wrote that uh, Dark Knight, um, mas- uh, whatever the hell that was, with the Joker in it. What? Uh, there was a uh, <laughs> there was a prequel sequel kind of book that he did, in which we see the death of Jason Todd in his universe. Oh yes, and yes. that was another prequel, and yeah. it didn't really damage Dark Knight Returns either, even yeah. though it makes Batman look like more of a lunatic. All-Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder. Hilarious prequel to Dark Knight Returns. Also, doesn't inform Dark Knight Returns for me at all. Yeah. Because, it doesn't hurt that also Frank Miller's, like, writing is so different now than it was, and that, like, it's easy to differentiate those two. Yeah. It's, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, that's not a prequel, because it's written by practically a different person. Yeah. Like, it's just a totally <laughs> different thing. Yeah. Now, what I will say yeah. is, yeah, of course DC can make this stuff right and it's not necessarily inherently going to be bad but it's you are inviting comparisons to the original yes and it's going to be really hard to live up to it right in most cases so uh, you're just kind of inviting people to say like that's a stupid idea don't do that yes and it probably is in most cases where you actually try to do something like with before Watchmen. yeah if you don't knock it out of the park right it's just gonna make people say like well you shouldn't have done it because you're nowhere it's nowhere near as good yeah as the original thing well and also it it hurts because like here's another problem Uh, just another issue with making derivative works of Watchmen is Mm. what if that's the first and in fact probably more likely it will be the first version of that universe that people are going to be exposed to Mm. and so as such you have removed the vacuum yeah. That people had originally enjoyed Watchmen in. Yeah. You know, they read Watchmen, they'd never seen anything like it before. Now they know who what Rorschach sounds like. Yeah. And now they're reading the book. Like <laughs> now they know yeah. what happens afterwards, so they know what the end of Watchmen yeah. is. That's you know, and, and so that's another problem, and it's something yeah. that's unavoidable that's in, in, in in pop culture media. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you're never gonna be able to preserve the vacuum forever if you want it to make money. 
Right. Like, in an ideal world, no one would read Watchmen in a vacuum because it was so successful that <laughs> we we made ongoing Watchmen series. Right, right. But, you know, just, just I guess, out of just the grace of the editorial department at DC, they were like, no, for a long time. They were just right. like, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, should, should there... Does it diminish? Would it diminish the Great Gatsby? Right. If there was all these like cartoon shows and like spinoffs of <laughs> yeah. it, so that you know exactly how the original story ended, it absolutely would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and it would for most works. On the other hand, there are works like uh, Sherlock Holmes, right, where which... it's like written as like no, it always continues, and it, now it was the same guy making it the whole time. That's true, but, but like he's also public domain. Anyone can tell a Sherlock Holmes. Well, now, story. yeah, and and it was never intended to be this like untouchable thing. It was right. kind of a pulpy, you know. Well, and that's the thing, like, but fun I'm, thing. And for more though, like Watchmen was like a he's a, a job. Yeah, you know, but it was a the job. original plan was the original plan was bring the Charlton characters into yeah. the DC universe, right. and he's like. Okay. Well, here. no, he had that idea well, to do that. Write them. No, they told him he was hired to bring in the Charlton characters under their publishing label. I thought they just acquired them. The story was that he knew that they had acquired them and he wanted to do something. Oh, I had and heard, they said, No, you can't do I that heard with the, those characters. I heard they hired him to do it and he did, and they were like, No, but we like it. So, you know, just change the names and stuff. Interesting. Um, I don't know which one is the true version. Either mm. way, he was he was doing a job for a company. Yeah, and so it just so happens. But they all are right. But like, time. well, you know what's funny though is that Alan Moore clearly cared because he cares when people screw it up. Yep, he cares. You know, and and because Violator is a book that he wrote. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a three issue miniseries and it's stupid as hell. Yeah, and so it's not like everything he writes happens to also be brilliant. No, he has to try. Yes, and so you know, with yeah. Violator, like maybe it's the most brilliant interpretation of Violator you could get. <laughs> it probably, but is. even still, it's not like it's uh, still Violator. It's, though. But it's still Violator, and it's not like he didn't somehow weave this amazing tale about demon about demonology. No. Like, no. it's just the stupid story he wrote. Yeah, just like everything that he's writing for a company that has like silly derivative works yeah it's just the watchman he clearly cared and made something important out yes of he and uh and gibbons, gibbons yeah absolutely um, but uh yeah uh jumping into the super chats really quick valentino yes. g says baby boobass just plushies should be a thing though i <laughs> you know what at this point why not yeah i would get one are you kidding me yeah uh some friendless bastard says testing well, welcome. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for uh, that $2 test. Yeah. Noah Kuz is super chatting for Sal. Love that guy. Hey. <laughs> Thanks, man. He's pretty sweet. Hey, Thanks a lot. familiar. Yeah. Some friendless bastard helped testing again. What? Welcome back, man. Uh, some friendless bastard again. Work damn you. I see he's having an issue. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you, he says. <laughs> um, so, yeah. You've, you've, you've helped us out, man. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> just, 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 you know, whenever you're ready, I'll, right. I'll, we'll be here to answer your question. But, um, so, yeah. With, uh, with respect to this... You know, should there... I mean, like, you know, it, it was more of a devil's advocate. You know, yeah. I can imagine that, like, there are going to be comments of this where, like, Yo, they never really answered the question. It's like, yeah, no, it's a rhetorical question. Yeah, uh, it doesn't have an answer. But if you were to... If, but, if, but if you had to answer it, you know, someone says, uh, you can go back, you can make it all... You can, you can make it all disappear and put a block on everyone's ability to want to make a sequel. Uh-huh. Or whatever. <laughs> or or reality where that's yeah, where impossible it was impossible and anything can happen. Like would would you make would you like is the world worse or better with Watchmen sequels in them? I mean, here's the thing. I already read Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, that's I true. already got what you... I want to get out of it. So from a perfectly selfish 
perspective, it's like, I don't care what you do with it. Right, that. do whatever you want. I'm done with it. <laughs> that sucks. If I'm looking for, <laughs> if, if you're asking what I think would be good for other people. Yeah, what's good for humanity? What's good for humanity? <laughs> I mean, it's it's just a book, man. Right. Uh, it's real tough, right? Because there's, the, there, you have the idea of like, it would be cool for other people to discover Watchmen in only its original Intent. purist. Yeah really good form yeah, but even then you didn't do that you you didn't read it month to month and in, and, and with increasing no, delays that's when the true. book was coming that's out true. i didn't and i kind of i kind of would have liked to know what that would have felt like yeah um, yeah especially when you go to the comic book store in 1980 freaking six yeah and you pick up the book they're like oh but, my god what do you think like you know you're, you're, right, you're right. talking to people and, in the 80s about that here's I mean, the thing yeah. though i only read it because the movie was coming out so that's how I like knew about it, right? You know, and I was like, "Oh, I'll check that out. That yeah. sounds cool." And I wanted to read it before the movie did come out, right? Which I did, and I'm really glad I did. Yeah. Uh, but from the perspective of like, maybe I would never have read it without them. I mean, no, I would have at this point. But no. had I not known you, maybe I would have gone my whole life without having read it, and that would have been sad. So you could say that all this other stuff is good in that it draws attention to the original work, and more total people will read it. Yeah, that's which true. is probably true. So in that sense, it's probably good. Right. Given that it's not like DC is aggressively or was aggressively or ever would aggressively promote the original Watchmen in the same sense that they're not going to rerun movies that we like in theaters. That's true. You know, like, you know what about, for the like, most reboots part. and sequels? You know, like, I mean, is Lethal Weapon 4 demonstrably terrible compared to like <laughs> is it like just the exact opposite of the message of lethal weapon one and two like yeah but like it doesn't detract from those works right. but and does it make more people go and watch the original one i hope so and then maybe you get some people saying like actually the original one's yeah, better whoa. then you can be like yes it is yeah did the karate kid awesome. with Jaden pinkett smith or whatever the hell that kid's name is uh you know uh make a you know make people go watch the real movie I hope. I hope some. I would. And I would in like that to case, that. maybe it did some good things. Yeah. So maybe it's worth it. Uh, Tevia says, uh, "Why did Bendis ruin Doomsday Clock for the for the Legion?" Um, yeah, uh, the Legion of Superheroes is another element of Doomsday Clock because Johns wanted to talk about the Legion of Superheroes, mm. um, and uh, Bendis just clearly it was like Johns going someplace with the Legion of Superheroes, mm -hmm. and then like it took too long and Bendis was in like the, the, the bullpen and they're like, right. uh, you're doing Legion of Superheroes now. Just do whatever you want. Right. Just whatever. Don't worry about what's happening to Doomsday Clock. Just do anything you want. Like with Superman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, why they do that? Because Bendis is being paid for by DC and he costs a lot and they need to get their, their money's worth. Yeah. And, you know, uh, yeah. they don't care about what Johns wants to do with we're, the Legion. Yeah, we're going to hire you. You got to do something. Yeah. Yeah, right. You can't just hang around <laughs> and, and since be... you're a different person, it's going to be different. Right. I had heard after King got like axed from Batman that he uh, they offered it to Bendis and he was like, "No, I don't want to write Batman." Oh, interesting. Thank God. He's already writing uh, Batman Universe, by the way, which is really good. I like that book a lot. Mm. Uh, and uh, Ruben Gonzalez says Doomsday Clock is looking like it's not going to pay off the hype. I'm sure they will find a way to fake out the Superman versus Manhattan fight. Fake out of the Superman. Fake yeah. out of it. Uh, I, I think that if you think they're gonna fight. What the, what would that fight be? Right? What? He can do anything. Like, in the first issue they tease, there's going to be like a like a, like a a battle between Superman and Dr. Manhattan. And in every interview that Jeff Johns ever did for Doomsday Clock, yeah. he said, it's not going to be like a fist fight because that would be really stupid. Like, <laughs> he has said that right. a number of times. Yeah. And he hasn't said the stupid part, 
but he has implied it heavily. Right, right. Uh, you know, where it's like it's going to be more like an ideological interpretation of ideas, mm. and you're going to see them like go to go it's like a battle to, of wills. And there is like there is a implication of there being like an actual fight. Like, right. like Superman's going to be so sick of Doctor Manhattan that he's going to punch him. Right. So yeah, but like, do you want to see that though? I don't. But also, oh like, well, I guess you could argue though, like if you're gonna do it, then why not have them punch? Right, each and other? so they may. Yeah. But uh, I think that you may feel, when all said and done, that they faked out. But I believe that it will have that the fight between the two of them will have always been the way it was always meant to be, mm-hmm. and it's preserved the way it was meant to be. And that fight will be disappointing for people who want to see superheroes punch each other. <laughs> Like, if you're if you're reading yeah. Doomsday Clock because you want to see, like, Justice League versus Watchmen, right? You shouldn't be reading Doomsday Clock. Yeah, because that's not what this book's about. You know what's interesting? You've been talking this whole time, and I agree yeah, with I'm sorry. you. No, I'm just like, <laughs> and, but in my head, what I'm thinking is like, okay, so like mechanically, right? How would that work? And it j- literally just occurred to me: it's just like Batman fighting Superman. It's just yeah. like taking like. You'd have to do something super clever. Yes. Like, Superman would have to do something with tachyons, yes. just like Ozymandias yeah. did, right. to prevent John from being able to see what he's going to well, do. That comes up. That's in the book. Of course. Yeah. Now that Superman's like, he goes to a planet that's made of tachyons, and he bathes in them, <laughs> and he gets a cool new suit. Oh, my God. The no. tachyon suit. Yeah. Tachyon, tachyon Superman. Super- yeah, tachyon Superman. And, like, he, he glows blue, too, oh. but no dick. And, like, you know... <laughs> Well, he has one, you just can't see. He doesn't show it. The tachyon suit, it's always been Electric Blue Superman. Oh. Electric Blue Superman was made of tachyons. He just gets his old suit or yeah. whatever. Yeah. There you go. Genius. But they're not going to do that no. because that's silly. That's, that's fucking stupid. Because this book was written in 1996. <laughs> like, they're not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I missed Langley here. said, the history buffs in you will love Watchmen in the first episode. Okay. Yeah. As I understand it, it plays with, like, you know, Alternate history and also real history. Right, right. Which so. is what Watchmen does, so that's cool. Like, yeah, that's what the original preserved, was. Well, at I least mean, it... Watchmen is, to me, it's almost more an alternate history book than it is a comic book. I right. mean, it's a comic book than it is, like, a superhero book. It's yes. really not a superhero book. It is an alternate history of the U.S. If there was also one, superhero. If one, one superhero real superhero and some other people who put on costumes. Exactly, exactly. Uh, some friendless bastards. One thing the Watchmen show has surprised me with is how many people didn't know about the Tulsa race riots. I find its omission from public schools disturbing. Dis- <laughs> disturbing. disturbing. Uh, <laughs> I like how you spaced that out. Yes, I've seen. Uh, I've seen a lot of people mention the, that. that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I agree. That's one good thing that come could come out of it. Yeah, is, is, is normalizing like, it in terms in the public consciousness. Yeah, and I'm sure other aspects of history as well that could be brought up. Uh, I would love that. that yeah, show that people are less aware of. Definitely, uh, public schools. Uh, I'm sure they talked about it. Uh, yeah but like um, you know but a lot of this stuff when you read the textbooks it's like oh and then this happened and then this happened and then it kind of glosses over like the true like horror of yeah you history. really history books are written as informative texts that are supposed to cram as much as they can into it it's yeah. not gonna be like a really like his world war two your modern european history is like oh like it's dense and boring but it's actually like yeah. fascinating if you're actually following it like it's a story yeah um, and and also of course for high school like the editors they really shy away from anything that's going to be like potentially controversial. Yes. So unfortunately like yeah it is dumb, dumbed down history yeah. like the history oh. that we learned. I also find that like uh with with respect to putting 
real history that needs to be addressed in a in, in like a mature and adult fashion in American like society, mm-hmm. maybe putting it in your alternate history science fiction show might not be the best place to to get it discussed <laughs> because it might be misinterpreted as not having happened. You know, like if you're gonna put in like alternate history and then you're also gonna put in like well, you know, but there's a there's a proud tradition of that in. Uh, science fiction yes where people can get exposed to ideas that they otherwise would not have right because it's like uh it's like putting a layer of separation yeah there where you're like incepting the message into people who otherwise wouldn't even like sure listen yeah. to it right and then someone can say like you know that really, you know, that really happened. happened though and it's like well, oh like what? that like yeah that's and that's i think that's why it's like promising yeah i was more like a devil's advocate in me like well you know it's too bad that that's the it's only too place. Bad that that's yeah. That that's the place we can finally talk about. That we things. can say that like this was a thing. great that people are learning about this for the first time yeah. through this show. Yeah, like, through this alternate uh, history thing where you could easily anyone who has a, something a vested interest in not talking about it, mm-hmm. you will say like, oh no, it's all made up. Like oh, all the other shit. You know, the blue guy wasn't real either. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, and I, I wouldn't know about public schools talking about that. Because I haven't worked in one in a long time. Oh yeah, well yeah. Who knows what they teach now? Like I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's better now than it was then, and it's still probably not. Great I'm sure it depends on what school you're and going. It's, oh, highly, and what part of the country you go to school in. Totally. But this is one reason why, if you can go to college, I highly recommend it <laughs> because you can get a more holistic, yes, accurate view of history yeah, you're, and you're, many you're, other things well true yeah you get you're getting a, you're rewarded for d- for deepening your understanding yeah you are paying through the ass for it yeah you do pay a lot for it but uh yeah so uh we're over time by about 47 minutes uh <laughs> but uh we figured we'd wrap it up by saying like you know uh i think that anything like that actually was a great point to make about the telsa riots because it's like hey listen this is widening the conversation and allowing us to like shine you know, further light on an issue that we're not going to be able to talk about or that people don't get, don't, don't give its due. So, Hey, like, why not? Like there is, if there's intrinsic value attached to it, then there should be a sequel to Watchmen because at the end of the day, like, you know, making sure that true life horrors don't happen again Mm -hmm. is more important than Alan Moore's integrity. (laughs) And so, Uh, you know, that's great. And and so as such, like, uh, you know, it makes me want to see the show more. Um, but it doesn't make me like the four Watchmen more. Right. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I one agree. was made for money and the other one has something to say. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, from there, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Hey, listen, uh, Ethan, you're, you know, you're on the show. Thanks a lot for being here. Yeah, happy uh, to be here. Welcome to the fun. show. Hopefully we can do this again a little more. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, from now, uh, we want to thank you so much for watching. Listen, uh, a lot of things happening on this channel. Um, GBU came out. We, our old show, The Good, Bad, and The Ugly, it's back. We just brought it back a new show. Uh, check that out on the channel. Um, uh, Off the Rack, review show for comics. That came out. Uh, watch that. Uh, if you like video games, twitch.tv slash TV has Tiffany playing video games uh, for a couple hours. You'll be there for like three, four hours. Yeah. I don't know how long it is. It's, it's a long time. A long time. It's I, long me and Ben even showed up in an yes, episode. Yes, you have. You play Minecraft now. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we'll see that happening. That's today. Uh, back issues come out tonight after the stream. So it's an incentive for you to go watch the stream. Once the stream is over, you'll know back issues coming out. Mm. So check that out because Halloween is tomorrow. Not a big Halloween episode, but we did do a big Halloween episode. <laughs> like it's a big episode, but it's and also like it's Halloween themed. It's Halloween themed, but we didn't do like a sketch or anything. No, not uh, as big as sometimes it has been. 
It's true. Yeah. yeah. But uh, still fun though. Still check fun. it out. Yeah, please watch it. Uh, yeah, watch them all. Subscribe, hit the bell, all that crap. And we'll see you guys here on Comic Pop for more. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And uh, that's it from us. So goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Later. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, thanks so much to our super chatters, our uh, our sponsors for today's episode. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you uh, next time. <laughs>